You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm one qualified opinion and unwavering bias coming to you on a Monday night. I'm sure there are a lot of dribblers. In fact, we probably should have let them know via social media that we are running late this week. Uh, but coming to you on a Monday night, uh, Daddy just got back from Noosa. Lovely little weekend away. Edward, you do look fresh as a daisy as well, though. But I have literally just come off a plane. I am fresh as a daisy. I did nothing on I the weekend. So. I thought so. You were far too active on WhatsApp to have done anything on the weekend. You read me like a book, and I am transparent in <laughs> in what I do. And basically, if I'm replying to messages, I've done nothing. Yeah. And if I don't reply, then fucking leave me alone. Yeah, you're in a hole. Tonga had his balls out on Friday. I know. Which is which kept me quiet. Kept you quiet. Yeah. Ella was out and about. She had drinks with friends on Saturday. And then Sarah Morgan, Sarah Morgan got engaged to Toby Williams, who you know. Congrats, Sarah. Congrats, Toby. So she was out and about sending it. Um, also, in my congratulations absence. to Sam Hiles and yes. Charlotte on the birth of their beautiful child, Zadie. Love that. Carry Love on. that. But so I was on duty, bruh, um, which meant that I just, you know. Is that, why you, is that why you pulled out on Michael Pride 15 minutes before dinner plans? On Thursday. Oh. Yeah, no, that's exactly why. <laughs> but I, it wasn't one-on-one, you know what I mean? He had other people there. <laughs> it wasn't one-on-one. Yeah, well, that would have been bad. That would have been fucking shocking. Yeah, yeah. I'd been meaning to message him all day and yeah, I got caught up. You anyway, should. You're an absolute dog. Michael fucking survived. <laughs> <laughs> so how's Tonka? How did he go with the nuts removal? He, mate, he was all right. Like, got him in there. He's, he's, a bit fr- he's a bit of a fucking – he gets a bit flighty. You know what like I mean? what, runs away from Well, like, he gets like, a bit wigged out. He's like, hang on, what the fuck's I on I mean, here? fair play to him. He's getting his fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was fucking, you know, we get in there, and obviously the, the vibe that he was picking up on was this is where they remove nuts. Yeah. He's like, I've heard about this at the dog park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like whispers around the dog park. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you go into a room and there's cages full of dogs and it's sterile, yeah. then you're probably going to get your nuts cut off. Farley balls. Yeah. Fight tooth and Anyway, nose. they fucking drugged him up with enough to bloody put out a rhino. And the bloke, the, the vet was like, mate, we gave him a fair beard. I'm like, yeah. he'll need it. He's going to need it. He's going to need it. Anyway, so he knocked him out, gets the chop. I went and picked him up. He was a bit, you could tell he was a bit cut. Like Bro, he was a bit I, I remember when Louis got it done. Like, they just know. They're like, I can't believe you did that to me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't believe you fucking did that to me. Yeah. I have, like, shown you love and affection and loyalty. Yeah, yeah. He, he was going, drop me off somewhere, and then they fucking just cut my nuts off. yeah, yeah. And then you pick me up and act like nothing happened. You, you go, oh, yeah, you're good. Here you go. Yeah. You want to have a treat? So he no, was I don't want a fucking treat. I want my balls back. Yeah, he was pretty off me. He was pretty off me for like – he was off me for Friday for sure. He was fucking well off me. Like fell asleep with his head on the window, with his head literally stuck out the whole window and just sleeping on his neck like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you're watching me on YouTube, you can see me. Uh, as we drove along the highway, which was fucking hilarious, got him back, gave him a bone, and he just went into his like crate, and he was like, "All right, bro, you now you fuck off." Yeah, he's you come, on Sundays, dude. Don't exactly. He's like, <laughs> "Don't you dare come near me, bro." Yeah, you cut my balls off now. I've got a treat. If you fucking take it away from me, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, so I was just, like, "All right, just leave me alone." Noted, noted. Yeah, you just you chill over there, bro. I'll leave I you realize alone. I've wronged you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's a greater good here. I don't yeah. want you to fucking like maul a child. That's right. Park, that's you know? right. It's anyway, that's it's a long play. Anyway, Saturday he wakes up. He doesn't. He's forgotten about it. He's he's like sweet. Let's go. And that's then good. ever since then he's been a okay. And it is about. So is it? He bounced back like you would not believe, mate. Is it though? Like you allow you give him balls for a year so that he can like grow. And then you remove the balls so they don't get like aggressive, angsty teenagers and like fucking bite people and shit. Is that the? Is um, that 
Well, so like, as described to me, I'm obviously not a dog expert, P's and D's, but you can leave it, you leave it a bit longer with big dogs so that they develop. Literally what I just said. But so their joints, so their joints don't fuck up because big dogs get hip displacer and shit. So the better the joint, the it's like the more strong and sturdy their joints and shit get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Testes are part of. Oh yeah, yeah. Testosterone fuels growth. Yeah, dude. Testes part of the fucking circle of life. There, you take them out. Yeah, yeah. And like you remove bees from the ecosystem, we're fucked. Mm. No one thinks that. No one thinks that, and that's sort of what we're saying. Tonkers testicles of the ecosystem. Exactly. Good call, Dave. That's good from you, son. There we go. That's what I can Bees do. are the testicles of the, of the ecosystem. They actually are. Yeah. Technically, they also are. Mother Earth's nuts. <laughs> the bee. Yeah, Mother the Earth's, honey bee. Mother Earth's got testicles, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Many, many, many testicles, but diminishing. So, <laughs> sadly, you know, um, look after bees. Yeah, <laughs> um, Tom's back though. Yeah, yeah. So, and then like you know they get they fucking if they've got the nuts on other dogs get jealous and they basically attack them at dog parks and shit yeah you, and like, so, you got balls I'm you know if a rottweiler rips someone else's you know a little dog straight out then it's your fault even though the little dog was fucking even though up the dog was being lippy and you know what i mean yeah. it's like mate if you're gonna be lippy how about i take your esophagus <laughs> you're gonna fucking lip up <laughs> you're gonna lip up bro you want to fucking come prepared <laughs> anyway i don't i feel like we didn't need that not in my life that would have been a fucking nightmare. Nah, dude, watching Tonka rip a dog's throat out would have been <laughs> be a big day, bro. Would have ruined a weekend yeah, or two. Such a big day. Do so, they have to put a dog down if they kill another dog, or is it only if they kill humans or like attack a human? I think it's probably context and depending. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Depend- what did he say? Well, I mean, like if some fucking snooty little, you know, an fucking a, poodle, rich person with a bloody Wait, poodle. You got poodles? Uh, Grudel. There you go. That's the sort of dog that Tonka would rip a throat. Oh, bruh. Tonka could not take on Cosmo. Cosmo is like almost as big as Tonka. Tonka, okay, a brutal. What the fuck? A, a brutal is a is a golden is a golden retriever with a poodle. So like they're pretty retrievers. Big. Come on, golden retrievers are good, but like I'm not saying that your dog is bad. I'm saying I'm just mm-hmm. talking purely from like a who's going to kill who. Yeah, if if we're talking bad, like cavoodles and like little. Surely Tonka like, kills a brutal. Within a heart, like what's a brutal? There's no such thing as a brutal. How do you know? That's not what I said. Oh, what are you saying? He said brutal. Oh, sorry. But I will say this, and I I don't know what the answer is, but someone decided that everything should be crossed with a poodle. You can get cavoodles and grudels and brutals and And noodles and noodles. noodles. Why? Why the poodle? Is it the easiest one? No, do you know what it is? No, because poodles don't shed. So if you cross a dog with a poodle, the dog won't shed. So like golden retrievers, they'll fucking shed within an inch of their life. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted a golden retriever, but my parents like, no, we're not having a shedding dog all over the place. So, but, so but I like, had one. Shout out to Max. I had uh, a Unreal. black I love lab. golden retrievers. Bowie. They're awesome. the same things though, right? Is that, yeah, they're, very, the they're like shit. cousins. I is that what it's all about? Yeah. That's it. That's if it. If you cross any dog with a poodle, it's not going to shed. Aren't right, poodles, like aren't a, poodles poodle? a bit aggressive? Like on their own? Are they? I didn't know that. I don't they know. Don't I think poodles, no offense, are kind of lame. I'm not saying yours, because that's yours mm-hmm. isn't a poodle, but just a poodle, like stock standard poodle. I'll tell you what's lamer than a poodle? A cavoodle. Oh, yeah. What's a cavoodle? Cavoodle. So a cavalier cross poodle. That is, I'm surprised considering you've lived in the Eastern suburbs for a They're bit, everywhere, bro. <laughs> they are everywhere. Mate, bro. 95% stacking, of bro. dogs, 95% of dogs in Mosman are cavoodles. Can yeah. I 95%. see them in the get a photo of a cavoodle up? They're just like a bit, they're like lap dogs and they're like, you can carry them in Surely your hand. you've seen them, bro. Yeah, you know. They just look like belly buttons. Yeah, they're nothing. And they're like every. <laughs> You know what I mean? They look yeah. like. Uh, they look like. If you want to, if you want, if you want your belly button lint to 
move and require feeding, get a caboodle. Mm. They just, they seem like, uh, like they're cute. No, like that's cool. But like, they're not, I don't know. Mate, they're, they're, they're no one's saying dogs. they're not they're cute. Not what I'm a, saying is, why is that your first choice? Yeah, I don't need yeah. a dog that's going to rip another dog's throat out. Like, But I do feel like I want a dog to be a dog. Matt, do you have a dog? I feel like we're going to abuse a dog and it's like Matt's got cavoodles no, and poodles. Oh, oh, I like beagles. Beagles are cool. Beagles are a good yeah. dog. Shout out to beagles. And beagles are cool. Uh, beagles are yeah, cool. Yeah, beagles mm. are good. Streety's got a beagle. Uh, yeah. They fucking like, they roam. Yeah, they do. Um, you got to be careful. Like. Fuck off. I want another dog. I mean, I shouldn't because I've got a new child coming mm-hmm. and to have a fucking puppy on top of that, but I don't make sense. What would you decisions. get? I was actually like, border collies are in vogue now, Ooh. but I fucking. They're they're you got to be careful about the workload. I know. That's what I've heard. You know what I mean? Like, work. my mate Woodsy, shout out to Andrew, he got a Vishla. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Which I know he enjoys, and I'm well. not, and I'm not hating on Simba. Simba's a great dog, but like, if you're a flopper, like if you like to get horizontal from time to time and put on your bounced out trackies and eat KFC and not move, Vishla's not the dog for you. Well, Vishla's you got to walk him five times a yeah, day. Vishla's do chill, but no, they, they not. But mate. they are, they aren't chillers. They don't. They of course they they all dogs can chill at some point. Mm. But they're not chillers. No, they're not chillers. Jerry, shout out to With Jerry. With two really children, I would be making the decision to get a, a dog that well, flops. Well, a by the sound of it. Yeah. No way. No, but yeah, I heard that the, the Border Collies are a real pain in the mm. dick in terms of the, they're really intelligent and active. They well, look they're the cool most trainable dog you can buy. Uh, of course yeah. they're the sheep dogs, dude. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Babe. The sheep herders, yeah. Babe, but but the Vish- city, bro. as well. Yeah, but Kelby's are sheep dogs and they're not. Yeah, but Babe, I think uh, the the the... What are they called? I've forgotten the name of the Pigs? fucking dog. Border Collie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are, I think, the preeminent sheep dog in terms of, like, if you want to get your Rolls Royce. Well, if you ever go to the Dubbo show, they do the sheep dog trials there and the Border Collies carve up. Yeah, they fucking rip, dude. Border Collies but are... But so like, do the Kelpies. Shout out the Kelpie. You're not forgotten. No, the Kelpies are, Kelpies are fucking great, dog. I tell you what's also an annoying dog, and I know we're going to be alienating people here because everyone's got dogs, but the Jack Russell, I get it. Too yappy. Too yappy. I get the Jack Russell, but they're like a little halfback. It's like, mm. brah, we we know we get it. You can bark, yeah, and you're trying to be a presence, but you're not. And you bite ankles and shit. Do I ever tell you I was running back when, I, like, the end of last year when I was running, and I was running around Centennial Park, and a dog came up and bit me on the ankle, and the <laughs> is fucking, that why you got shin splints? No, that's sadly not. <laughs> but this dog bit me on the ankle, made me bleed, and like, made you bleed. Yeah, Which did my, you my, be honest? Did you give it a boot? No, but I, I I was like I wanted to, but it was a little shitty fucking. Lint ball you didn't give it a boot. It. No, I didn't boot it because it's dumbass owners like running over like, sorry, I forgot the fucking lead. I'm like, Dal, I could have just kicked this fucking dog <laughs> like 50 meters if I wanted to get it on a fucking lead. If it's doing this shit, like it bit me, I'm bleeding, and I wanted to kick it hard. I guarantee you that's not the first time it's done. Of that. course it's not. So make a smart decision if you're an owner. Put that fucking thing on a leash. Yeah, I, I should have booted it. You should have. It would have helped the dog. Just as like... The dog should have... Because the dog should have known. Like, no, because hey, the dog would have gone home and would have thought about the decisions it's been making well, it for its life and gone, ribs. well, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that. I'm going to get booted. Anyway. Anyway. So Look, shout, to, out, uh, shout out to Tonga. Shout out to Tonga <laughs> and, and Vale's testes. Did you get them? Like in a jar or some shit? No, but... I'm actually surprised Ella didn't ask for him. It's sort of weird shit she'd do. I thought they would have like just offered that as like in 2020. Wasn't offered. That's I don't like know what they did with him. What do you what do you do with us? He had a big set of nuts on him too. Fuck, he had a big set of nuts. I bet. Yeah, I bet he's huge, a big, boy, big boy. Anyway, 
I went to Noosa on the weekend. Can I say this? Noosa is one hell of a destination. I you can say that. Loved it. I've been there before. Went there when I was 16, but I fucking don't remember it. I'll allow it, Tom. Mate, went back. It's almost like the whole town is like a resort. I don't know if you've been, Dave, Matt. I don't know if anyone's gone, but the whole place is like a resort. Mm. It's like all the hotels like open up onto the beach. The main beach is fucking great. Waves, but not fucking waves. Like you've got like a, there's like, there's a part of the, there's a headland where like waves are just rolling in it every day. The main beach sometimes gets a bit, but it's also flat. Take the board out, mate. Uh, I did not body surf, bro. Look at me. <laughs> Isn't it just like the whole town's just you kind are of one long road that yeah. like is on the beach pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's like an inlet. So the, the hotel we were staying in was in like on the inlet facing in. So we just had this like really quiet fucking beach. Just like we were looking, looking out of our room, just onto this, like just a beach right at the back of our fucking house. It was divine, divine. Um, I will say this, the real pandemic is, uh, Queensland goth kids though, because they are plentiful up there, bro. I was shocked at how What, Noosa's swarming with goth kids? Not just Noosa, because we also went for a bit of a drive in and around, went to like Yamundi or something. Just, you know, you just do a couple of fucking day trips and shit. But like goth kids, I was shocked at how many goth kids were going on in Queensland. Is that a Queensland thing? I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a Queensland Am I out of touch? Are goth kids are like, are they ramping up their numbers? I thought goth kids died with like- So did I. Emo, I like seen a goth kid for a while. I thought they died with Green Day. Yeah, I'm with you on I that. I haven't seen a goth kid for a while, dude. Uh, but like, were but they still like, you know, wearing all black and like chainy kind bruh, of stud stuff? Humongous boots. It was hot. It was hot as yeah. fuck in how May. Hot? Uh, 27 degrees today. Hot. Hot. Wow. hot. 27 Thursday, 27 Saturday, 27 today. Yeah, hot. Sunday, a little cloudy. Hot, dude. Mm. And goth kids dyed hair black, fucking big, thick fucking rubber boots with those like metal what are they shorts. about they look so uncomfortable to wear yeah i know can you be a goth and put on some train like some sneakers you know what i mean no some, dude, some... you can't but you look like or, a fucking or, well, fraud I think, then you know being we'll get them is... we'll get black ones so that you, well, you yeah. could, maybe some black tra- i'm just saying training. surely comfort trumps well, i think bloody... part of being goth is like semi being miserable and to add to that misery you just wear uncomfortable clothes yeah yeah, yeah. So. well that's not that's not a bad that's thought. Not a bad point Dave. that's a good point that's a good point. Um, so what, you, are you telling me there's a pandemic, Tom? I think and that we should lock be. our doors? Well, pandemic pandemic is international. So maybe it's just a... Epidemic. Epidemic. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Our good. resident epidemiologist here. <laughs> um, all I would say is go to Noosa, especially if you've got a young family. But what What was, if you don't have one? Well, then just go... Like anywhere. me. Well, <laughs> dude, you'd love it. Fucking of course heat. I'd love it. Lots, yeah, but like, you know, for me, it's like, oh, yeah, nice place for beaches. Go to some nice restaurants. But also, for you, lots of fucking places you can get your photo taken. You know what I mean? You and Ella get some nice photos down well, the beach. Well, I think you mean a lot of good places for me to take, take photos. Take photos. <laughs> yeah. Nice beaches. Good I'm really in them. No, that's And that's true. the you way I really like it. Am you I can take some good photos. I can though. take I'm getting better. Dude, you're almost world class at this point. <sighs> Am I world class? Look. You can look at her work. You look at her photos and you can judge my work. Yeah, that's it. You don't get any photo credit, which is disgraceful. I don't. I get fuck you all. Get no photo I never get. I never get the little tag, the little photo camera photo like that. I never get you that. You should start your own separate Instagram photo. Pics by Eddie. Pics by Eddie. And just like repost all the ones that you fucking know you did. Which um, is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> do you give any like... Or you do a bit more of this? Do you give any feedback? Depends. It depends. It all depends. It depends on my mood. 
Now, if I'm in a shocker, well, that's not right. If I if I can't be fucked, sometimes I'm just like, eh. But like if I'm if I'm feeling alright, feeling a bit vibey, a bit creative, and I want the process to hurry up. You start giving then I try to speed it up. You yeah. know what I mean by giving constructive feedback. Try to get the right shot. The quicker I get the right shot, the quicker I'm not taking the photos. Do you understand? Hundred percent. What? Give me some ideas of constructive feedback. Um, posing, obviously, yeah, like lighting, lighting. Okay, what's some poses? Well, it depends on the photo. Well, give me some fucking ideas. Vague. They don't have to be perfect. It, it's like yeah, like a tilt your head back like, yeah that's what you're telling yeah. me like if you're trying to take a well it depends me, like a do? product photo like if you're taking a product photo right you gotta sort of okay well if this hat is the product yeah what's the what are you telling me to do you just you just keep moving around bang but like don't uh, uh, don't move around too often because that's what gives me the shits as well i'm like you fucking move before taking the photo right so, so gotta, you gotta slow gotta it down it. slow it down bang bang there we go there we go now nah, can't see the logo you know what i mean yeah, that's right. what i'm saying okay. where's the light at yeah how can we light Find this light. how can we light. light this bitch better you yeah. know what i mean how can we light this bitch better then i start to play with the zooms the focuses the settings okay you am i talking shit class. you are world class no i'm not if do you want to book me anyway you can definitely, but there's room for that in Noosa is all I'm saying. There's room for that sort of shit. There's some great restaurants there. Great breakfast, dude. <laughs> some serious breakfast. Like, uh, there's like cafes like on like the Like good, good, good Aussie breakfast? Yeah, dude. Like just the your, full spread? Just your fucking, you, You're a full spread guy. You mean your big breakfast? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Dos Shocking. poached eggs. Dos Shocking. sourdough toast. Avocado. Shocking. Mushrooms. <laughs> sausages. Shocking. Come at me. Good Shock- avo. Fuck yeah, Abba, yeah. 100%. Are you, are you a scrambled egg guy or no, poached? Poached is the go. I was fried until... I'm I was, scrambled. I wasn't poached until I left school, I reckon, until like someone exposed I'm now in a poached. real... Like, you know how in your life you move through phases of eggs? At yeah. least I have. Yeah, I was like a fried guy. I was fried guy. Mm, yeah. Until I was like 23, 24, 25, and then Ella introduced me to poach. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Poach are the fucking... I like poachers. I'm in a real scrambled phase at the moment. Scrambled phase. I've been scrambled for a couple of years. Really? Mm. Yeah, fuck yeah. Poached is great. We've been through eggs before, but a poached yeah. is my jam. Were we talking about Streety, how he used to poach eggs by just wrapping them in fucking salad? Uh, well, what's it called? Fucking glass. Have I told this I story about that? But we've definitely been through this. Have yeah. I to- just told the story about how Hamish um, fried up? Smoked, smoked salmon, salmon yeah. Yeah, have i told that story yeah. oh yeah, my yeah, god he, well you ate it i was like i'm gonna no, fucking eat like that was disgusting it. it tasted like shit he put it on the table and i was like we all look at each other and we go have you cooked that <laughs> That's right. he's like oh dad told me to ken was like no, <laughs> no I, didn't. I didn't bro you just cooked up smoked salmon it, it like is cooked shit. he's like oh, i didn't know i'm like you didn't know that that smoked salmon was cooked Oh my god! He's a wild yeah. cat. He's a wild Shout cat. He would have thought it, he legitimately would have thought it was sashimi, which yeah. is hilarious. Even though it said smoked salmon. Now, look, I'm sure everyone's expecting us to open with some, you know, self-indulgent and masturbatory, auto-filating, sucking each other off, manly, pro-manly seagull sort of uh, gambit. Maybe we talk about how Tommy Turbo is the best player in the comp with a big, fat, proud. I'm assuming like Eastern European Croatian heritage. Dick. I was going to say Australian. Well, it's Australian, but with like the heritage of obviously proud, you know, you get what I'm saying. Strong, Triple tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what we're going to do. We will get to it. But Eddie, 
we've always been a big yarns first operators. It's like, you know, obviously we love our rugby league. We love fucking, you know, we love our cricket. We love our UFC. We love sport. That's what we're about. We we've love always, yarn. We've always said, let the yarn dictate, dictate the narrative. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's no different here today. And if you think that we're going to let a Stuart McGill kidnap yarn... <laughs> not take fucking absolute pole position on the sporting week that was, and you don't know us at all. You haven't been listening for long enough. You haven't been listening for long enough. Or you, you haven't been listening at all. You can't tell me that Stuart McGill gets kidnapped in broad daylight from gunpoint gun from Cremorne <laughs> smuggled in the back of a fucking boot and then bashed and then dumped in <laughs> Belmore that we're going to talk about anything else before that. You've lost your mind. Now this didn't get enough airtime as it was. No, it got one day, mate. This is a that's a week long. You know Dude, why wasn't a, there sixty minute exposes? Where the yeah, fuck's yeah. the serial on McGill? Whoever the bloke is at the Australian that does them all. Oh yeah, uh, what's his name? Headley Thomas. If Headley Thomas isn't doing one, I will be fucking. He's the one that did teachers. Mortified. Pet. He's the one that did the Bathurst one. Night driver. Night driver. He's made a career out of shining the light in dark places. We need to do a fucking podcast series on Stewie McGill Mm. held at gunpoint, kidnapped Cremorne. Yeah. I don't know what we call it. That's that's for Was he kidnapped from his home or from Aristotle's, the restaurant he works at? That's the restaurant he owns. Or manages. No, he manages it. Fall from grace. He doesn't know. The greatest suspects. Now, nothing wrong with managing a restaurant. Now, saying, if you didn't you know, think, yeah, he was out on the streets at the, like on the corner or on the street that he lives on. Eight a.m. Uh, Eight p.m. on April fourteenth. Oh, it was nighttime. It was nighttime. Interesting. And yeah, so my cousin. Actually what was he doing on, on the, the street, street, taking the bins out or something? He must have just been coming home or something. Because <laughs> like it was You're like, like a corner. Sis, are yeah. they waiting for him to come out of the house? Do you know what I mean? Well, is it the bins from his house or the bins from Aristotle? <laughs> No, no, he said, no, no. He's he's on the corner of the street. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, Taking the bins out from his house. Sorry, I thought he might have been taken out. That's weird. I think uh, he would. The beer wastage. Because my cousin, he lives on that road. Shout out to Mike. And he said he saw cops like that whole night on the street and stuff like that and like didn't really know what was going on. And then like when the news broke, he was like, oh, fuck. Like that's pretty gnarly. Listen, obviously. The idea of being kidnapped is fucking horrible. And if. You know, sh- you know, thoughts and thoughts go out to Stewie, right? That's a tough well, thing thoughts to and prayers to Stewie. But there was a few people, not us, Eddie, not us. We are like just antennae that take things in. We don't have any opinions. We're just like you know, we're completely we disseminate, down the we line. disseminate information. information. There were some people out there saying this has a lot of a waft of the the Robert Allenby's about it. People were getting wafts of Allenby. Now, for those of you that have been living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise. Robert Allenby pretended he got kidnapped rolled. in Hawaii. Or was it just bashed and rolled? No, no, there was kidnapped. There was kidnapped vibes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Check he said they got put. I'm pretty sure he said he got put in a boot and robbed. And robbed. But it, that just turned out to be. Can we just, Dave, just get us up a little summation of Robert Allenby and what happened so, there? We'll give you time. to his Wikipedia page, on 17th of January 2015, after missing the cut at the Sony Open in Hawaii. Missed the cut. He was in a bar in Honolulu. That's worth noting, though, because it informs the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah, so Allenby was in a bar in Honolulu when he says he was kidnapped, robbed, and beaten before being dumped in a park several miles away. Um, 
An arrest was made concerning the false use of Allenby's credit card for adult entertainment purposes, and apparently the case was mistaken identity. Yeah, so I think what actually ended up happening was that Robbie, again, got caught purchasing adult entertainment. Is that what we're saying? I thought that he faked the robbery and he actually was hammered and like he had cuts on his face and shit. Well, yeah, he fell over and shit, but now I'm I'm thinking that he is trying to cover up for... You know, some lewd acts. Yeah, must have been a big night, and he. Missed, you know what I mean? The missus goes, the "What morning. the fuck is this?" Purchased from like liaisons. Now there is some synergy here in that Robert Allenby and Stuart McGill, as individuals, again antennae for disseminating information. None of this is our own opinion, but not great blokes. Well, sure. I mean, that's the information Fiery, we've heard. Bristly characters. Yeah, exactly right. But also. Of Magoo fame. Yeah. Stuart McGill's got a bad case of the middle child syndrome, even though he's not a middle child. But like, you just mean that, like, he's, he's Warren's younger brother? Well, like, he's mm. been living in this shadow mm. that has, like, literally followed him through his entire life. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's a bloke. Even in the article, they refer to... I sent a screenshot to someone going, this is why Stuart's in, like... You know, yeah. This, is, this explains all of Stuart's problems. And it was, like, within the article, it was, like... Mm. They mentioned that he's like, you know, was behind Shane Warne his whole career. Exactly. And you might be saying, well, get on with like what actually happened. No, we need to, we need to cover the whole. This is a, what the fuck do you think we do here? Yeah. We're going to need to cover every base here. Now, this is a bloke who is considered arguably the second greatest league spin bowling talent, talent of all time. Obviously, the numbers don't support that. He didn't play enough tests. <laughs> but Stewart. And I'm putting words in his mouth, mm. but I'm, I'm convinced of this after I saw him weep after he won the Big Bash League final, <laughs> that <laughs> he would show you his numbers when he's in the same team as Warney has been superior. Yeah. And he would point to a man wronged. He would say that when we're playing in the same match, I got better figures. I got better figures. They never fucking picked me. I should be the GOAT. I should be the, you know, in the wisdom top five yeah. of all time. I should be showered in pussy and, and glory <laughs> and, and money. But I'm not, right? No, I'm, I'm fucking taking oh. your order in bottles. <laughs> I'm at Aristotle's or Apostles or whatever it's called. <laughs> taking orders. And I, I mean... Getting yelled at. Getting yelled at. Someone's and if it's a Greek restaurant in Neutral Bay, I'm here to tell you it's not ritzy ditzy. No. Like, you know, Neutral Bay is a great place to go for a feed, but it's, it's not, it's like sort of it's pretty generic it's stuff. Not, it's not high end. You know what I mean? It's not high end. No, it's not. So he's sick of taking out beer mats at bloody Aristotle's and, you know, Warney's ruined his life. And Warnie's, next minute... Warney's on the professional yeah, poker tour. Yeah, yeah. And next minute he's got a gun <laughs> in his Literally. mouth and he's getting smuggled into the backseat of a car. Now, again, horrible experience. And we're not making fun of that. Because if that actually happened, then that's a horrible thing. I guess on all sides, right, everything's alleged at this point. Whether it happened, didn't happen, whether the fucking, you know, it's all alleged. But if it did happen, obviously that's horrible. Just got to come bring it back to that. And then we push on and say that his brother-in-law, the brother of his misso, is alleged to have been a drug kingpin. Is that correct, mm. Dave? Yeah, I mean, kingpin might be a... Kingpin way too generous a Yeah, but essentially, from all reports, it would seem that is the conditions in which the kidnapping took place around 150 grand worth of cocaine, um, his brother-in-law... So that, that, that Stewie's wrapped up in a cocaine syndicate? 
Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Why the New Zealander? Uh, use? Dude, I just fucking. It's, I didn't hate it. No, it's just old habits, dude. It's a fam. We do it. Yeah, fucking that's our You know what I mean? And um, I'm half Kiwi. It's it's a, it says here. Police allege the kidnapping was related to a botched cocaine deal that McGill had no direct involvement with. But can I? Am I correct in saying that it was his brother-in-law and? Well, he's been arrested and a few other people for kidnapping him. And I think also when they searched the brother-in-law's house, there was like drug-related shit there. Paraphernalia? I don't know if paraphernalia, because I think paraphernalia is like- A billy. Are you, yeah, like you use- And a downy. <laughs> but then again, I wonder if like scales- And a comb piece. Yeah, it would be. 100%. If you're like, if you've got, if you're, if they raid your house because you've been selling bags and you've got scales in there, they'd That's be like, ooh. Yeah. And it's covered in residue. Paraphernalia, I always thought. Can you just get the uh, the Google definition, please? I thought paraphernalia was like downy comb piece. Well, yeah, bong. I think it is. Well, I also thought paraphernalia for me was almost like I think of memorabilia. Yeah, well, I think paraphernalia is, so it says it miscellaneous articles, especially the equipment needed for a particular activity or trappings associated with a particular institution or activity that are regarded as superfluous. So okay. anything that's like to do with a yeah. larger Thing. thing so you're like a footy jersey is paraphernalia for your team the same yeah. way a downy is paraphernalia for your weed addiction or habit whatever yes, you want habit. designate it as can't get can't get addicted to marijuana apparently. <laughs> of course not speaking of which it's too good the uh the 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 bickies that we may have been the paraphernalia that we may have been sent that gets you high if you eat it apparently allegedly arrived at uh potentially my residence <laughs> while I was in Noosa and my mother-in-law was looking after the house. <laughs> she didn't eat one, did she? No, <laughs> fuck no. But the, I got a message going like, hey dude, uh, the guy says that, like the delivery says like it's been, uh, the postman, I don't know the fuck it is, it's been like left in a secure place. And I was like, oh fuck, yeah, okay. Um, right, well I'm in Noosa and my mother-in-law's at home. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, all right, well, let's just call fucking the mother-in-law. I'm like, hey, is there a package there? Yeah, it's for work. Just put it in the office. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> you found it? Don't touch it. But anyway, that's come through. And the gentleman who uh, he obviously doesn't want, his na he doesn't want to be named, um, but he sent us a message when he said it arrived. Mm. And he was like, yo, um, I am not just some dead shit dribbler who like makes this shit. He's like, I am, I study like fucking, he's studying to, for like, to be, he's, he's studying like soil chemical, whatever the fuck, uh, so that, and like the, and marijuana and all that sort of stuff. So that when it becomes legal here in Australia, he's good to hit the ground running. Like he wants to be prepared to jump on the wave when it comes because wow. I mean, fuck. It's legal everywhere and it's got so many health benefits anyway. Um, but it is still funny though, right? Like you're talking about it like, oh yeah, so this guy's like mailing some fucking, uh, but it's like, it also doesn't fucking matter. Like Dave literally is smoking bongs in the car on the way here every single day. Mm. That um, also might be alleged. That also is alleged. How does this tie in with McGill? Well, I can't we remember. just explained that. How did we get paraphernalia? To, oh, paraphernalia. Yeah, paraphernalia. the cookies have arrived. Yeah. Anyway, he's given us like a breakdown of like, what you should have, how many, but we'll, we may or may not film us just doing it. Mm. So that's uh, 45 minutes to hear. We'll get to that. Anyway, um, so back to Stewie. Where are we at? 
Where are we at? We're basically just now, it's before the courts. We're waiting mm. to see what happens. We're waiting to see if the full... There's just something for me, based on the things that my antennae has been fed through the, the world, that I'm like, I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold on just that he's got nothing to do. Are you thinking the whole thing is a war pool or are you thinking that McGill's involved? I'm saying that there is enough for me to just have my little like Robert What's this Allenby, space? Robert Allenby flashbacks. I'm just going, I'm not prepared to make any decisions either way. Is it something, right, if your brother-in-law allegedly puts a gun to your head and says, get into the boot and goes and towers you up in the Western Sydney and then go drops you at Belmore or something. Is that something you call the media about? Like personally, would you call, would you call journos and go, this is what happened? Cause that's what he did. No, he didn't. No. He went to the cops. But he, and he only went to the cops. But how did it get out? Uh, it seemed to be media. like covered in media the moment it happened. No, because arrests were made. No, but no, no, no. But it wasn't. But arrests were made later. But it, it wasn't the moment that it happened because, from what I read, yeah, he was quiet like for like a week or so because he was genuinely. Scared. Oh, it wasn't that day. No, no, my mistake. It happened on my April. It happened on April fourteen, and this only would have. Oh, I thought the next Monday he was no, like, bro. No, 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 no. He was like. So he was like he kept was it wigging. to himself because he was shitting himself. Okay. Yeah. Well, then he did what I would <laughs> expect someone to do. It yeah. says he was threat. Uh, so they are, they wanted him to pay $150,000 or they threatened to cut his toes off with a pair of bolt oh, cutters. Wow, I didn't yeah. see that bit. I yeah. didn't see that either. Fuck, maybe we're going too hard on McGill. Well, we're certainly not going hard on him. We're just talking about the situation as it stands. Mm. But bolt cutting toes is terrifying. From your brother-in-law? But also like- Over a, what? He's a well, spin bowler. Why wouldn't you go for the fingers? You think well, that's he's not more a spin bowler anymore, well, you know? If he, if he, he still okay, well, was... He's a, he's a server at a restaurant. Either way, fingers more important than toes. Well, you can't walk without toes. You can't walk without toes. You fall. You literally tip over. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Surely you'd be able to work that out though, right? But Possibly. it is true. Toes are fucking... No, no, no. Toes offers... The big, the big toes yeah. specifically, and shout out to big toes everywhere, yeah. are basically like... They are. They the, keep this whole thing going. You know, everyone thinks balance is, you know, in your ears and shit. No, no, no. All big toe. It's all big toe. Big toe, the king of balance. Big toe reigns supreme. Yeah. Without the big toe, you're in a world of trouble. If you cut off all your toes, I'm telling you, you'll tip <laughs> over. Forward, you'll dude. just keep falling forward. Because momentum will dictate that if I'm moving that way. I need toes to be able to like gra grab the ground. Yeah, mm -hmm. when you walk and as the foot rolls, yeah, it's the toes the that toes really that keep the it, job. Well, they go... Stop. Yeah, woo up. Otherwise, it's off you go. Over you go. Um, so I'm glad they didn't take McGill's toes. No, I'm glad toes. they didn't take McGill's toes. But I guess while we're on cricket, though, it does move us into what is also just fucking tantalising content. And that is the yarn going around that David Warner and Michael Slater of two firebrand Australian openers fame apparently, allegedly, got into a fucking stink in the Maldives. I tell you what, cricket's doing its best to to copy from the rugby league off-season textbook yeah. and be like, okay, well, we got the Ashes coming up at the end of the year, and we need we need bums on seats and eyes on tellies. And IPLs we need, cancelled. IPLs cancelled. We need to fucking start generating cash. Let's go hard. Now, were they in the Maldives on the way back from India? They got taken out of India to the Maldives. Yeah. Yeah. To, they got taken out of or they decided to go there to quarantine? Well, I think that's like where, I think 
I think that's where Slater was sending all of his ScoMo tweets to. Mm. From. From. And then um, I think all the, like, Cricket Australia or whatever got the Australian cricketers out of India and took them to the Maldives, which, I mean, fuck. What are you complaining about? I'm... Before we get to the fight, all those tweets from Slater saying that he's going to debate the PM and shit, like blowing up. What are your thoughts on that? What do you I mean, I don't, I just don't give a fuck about any of it. I'm like, sure, slats. I just love the, I just love the yarn. I love that you're just over there. Like, what's funny for me is, is that I know Michael Slater was a fucking wild bastard when he was younger, but I never saw that. Because I was young. So I just saw Slater as like, I saw him play cricket a bit. Then I just saw him as a commentator who's a bit sort of goofy magoo. Bit of fun though. Like doesn't seem like a bad bloke. But then you're seeing like this sort of, I don't know, you're seeing a bit more of slats somehow. Like a bit of the wild man vibe or like, you know, a bit of a dumbass. He sounded like a bit of a dumbass, to be honest. Talking about debating the PM. Like, mm. again, whichever way you sit on what should happen, whether they should just be allowed back in or not, whether you say, oh, well, they went there knowing this could happen, they got to fucking chill, whatever, in terms of the flight bans from India, um, you just sound like an idiot calling out the Prime Minister for a debate. Over I was just a little bit like, slats, bro. Do you reckon people take you that seriously? Like, you're not that big of a deal, Look, mate. Also, like... You know that you're never, ever going to debate ScoMo. So either you think that that's actually going to happen, which means you're a bit of an idiot, or you've had a shitload of booze. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah, on the yeah. wines. He's and sitting get, in the mouth. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is he sitting there being like, I'm a genuine a fucking yeah. chance? Yeah. He's tweeting from a hammock. Yeah. Where he's like, watches the waves roll. And yeah. Like, in the Maldives, having yeah. an awful time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll fucking debate ScoMo. You know what I mean? you think that. I'd be like, put your fucking phone down and come and have a pina colada. What are you doing? Doing. But also, you know, when you're on holidays, I feel like when you're on holidays, you get away from the crushing reality of life and you think that far more is possible than it is. So he's over there. He doesn't have any of the fucking day-to-day drums. He's like, I've got fucking room service. I'm drinking pina coladas. I'm sitting on hammocks. I've had three club sandwiches today. Exactly. Dude, the club sandwich is the staple sandwich of the holiday. And if you disagree with me, you can get fucked. If you took the club sandwich out of the resort, resorts would collapse. Resorts would collapse. The They're world built over. on club sandwiches. <laughs> They are. Resorts are built on the hard work and the hard yakker of the club sandwich. They are. They <laughs> owe everything the, to the club. And the skewer that, that holds the club And the together. skewer that... <laughs> whoever's in the club sandwich skewer game, holy shit. I hope you're rich. Uh, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you they you are. are. So Slats you are. You hope. There. Slats are sitting there fucking gut full of clubs. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> Slats the only man and I penis. know. And Slats, Slats will eat a club with the skewer in. Yeah, yeah. He's the like, only man I know. Yeah, he's yeah. the only man I know yeah. that goes full club. He's like, yeah. fuck this, mate. Yeah. So he's sitting there gut full of like clubs. Like a pelican. <laughs> he's just straight down the gut. Or Tonka. Or the Tonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A gut full of clubs in a hammock in the Maldives, mm. tweeting at ScoMo, thinking that all of, that anything's possible. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking debate the PM. He's getting a few retweets thinking he's hot shit. But that, you know what? It's all put into perspective now. Of course a man high on clubs <laughs> is going to think that he's... He's a fucking shot at the PM. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know what? Like, again, no matter where you sit politically, I don't give a fuck. ScoMo's response was actually pretty good. Just going like, well, that's just absolutely absurd. <laughs> like, his response was, yeah, that's just absolutely absurd. Like, 
You know what? That is what you no, said. No, no, no. He said that. He replied to because Slater said he, he had, had blood, blood on his hands. hands. Yeah, I'm right. like, blood on your hands. Um, you've got mayonnaise on yours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're covered in glove. What are you doing, slats? Like, that was actually fucking hilarious. And again, I'm not mad at either one because it is, I just care that it's happening. I'm just glad it's happening. I couldn't agree more. I just, it's so entertaining to me. But when I sort of step back from my entertainment and my, my world-class viewing, I am still sort of like remind, I still remind myself that these are actual adults. Man, one of them's a fucking prime minister of a country. The other one, former Australian opener, former Australian opener, who's had a, you know, an okay media career. And I'm like, it would be considered good, I suppose. Yes going back and forth and i'm like this is fucking ridiculous yeah, ridiculous in the extreme and when you think about him high on clubs sitting in a hammock <laughs> probably with his cock out and you're like yeah dude private villa shit. private villa shit. you're like you tell me Slatsdale, private villa <laughs> of course he is sunning his cock and in the it's like mate put it away yeah. and go and enjoy yourself Dude, just you know what I mean? You know, hey, dude. And, like, imagine what Slats is going to be like when he's 80. He's going to be fucking insufferable. Well, I want to know what he's going to be like when he gets back. Is he going to think that he's now, like, the new, like, he's got more of a political voice? Is he going to run for his local seat? You know what I mean? Like, is Slats now a bit if more... He start, where's, he, where's he from? Is he going to have a crack at the big time? Is he New South Wales or Victorian? Uh, he was born in Wagga Wagga. Okay. So. That's a what state town. would that be? Yeah, let me have a look. Um, I've got no idea. What state were you in down there? It's, it's the Riverina electorate. Which Caribbean Shire? Um, Park Shire for us. Oh, okay, nah. Parks is fucking tiny. I don't know why they got the Shire. Uh, so it's the Riverina electorate, uh, which is currently held by Michael McCormack, who is the leader of the Nationals and the Deputy Ooh, Prime Minister. That's going to be a tough so one. It's going to be an uphill battle. Maybe that's why he was going for ScoMo, because he says, if I can get the Prime Minister down, then, then I, I can get the Deputy Prime Minister's job. You know there what? You go. Who knows? And I don't think he's done anyone in India any favors at all because for the people that are actually like suffering from this travel ban, they're like, oh, cool. Now our spokesman is this dude high on club sandwiches. Yeah, great. Yeah. You know what? And hey, this is who's Michael, representing you're our distracting, case. You're distracting yeah. from the issue here yeah. and you're just fucking, you know, possibly drunk, definitely high on clubs and tweeting from a fucking $3,000 a night villa in the Maldives. But... <laughs> That's not the point. The point, well, that is one of the points. It's a point. It's a point. It's not, not a point. He then apparently got into a fucking punch on with Dave Warner. Now, oh, fuck, I'd forgotten about I'd this. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> wow. What a fucking week in sport. Holy dude. shit. So, can, is there any info around why, what they think happened, what caused the fight? There's Was no it a fight over clubs? Well, there's no info because they've both denied it. They've both come out well, and denied it. Well, they have to. Well, yeah, but there was... so this quote. The way from, Dave denied it seemed like it was... Exactly. So this quote from Dave Warner made me really think like, oh, is he telling the truth? So he goes, I don't know where you get these things from. Unless you were here and have got concrete evidence, you can't write anything. So he's clearly like... Well, Let's call a fucking spade a spade. They punched on yeah. and they've come to a mutual agreement that yeah, if this shit talk. gets out, it's not a fucking great look. <laughs> I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, like, am I missing something here? Of course that's what they've agreed. Is Slater working for Channel 7? Yeah. 
So he's got shit on the line. David Warner's got a Cricket Australia contract. They can't be punching on. No, in a, in a mal They've woke miller. up the next morning with a club hangover going, Jesus. Black eyes. Black eyes covered in bacon juice and mayonnaise and skewers going like, and they would have, one of them called the other going, bruh, about last night. We need to yeah. fucking good smother fight, that. Good fight, you know. Good, good scrap. Good scrap. Good scrap. Good, good scrap. You got me. I got you. Who do you think wins? I think part of me thinks Slater would Same, win. dude. Really? The reason I... He's got a lot of cunt in him. The reason mm. I think Slater... You know what I mean? Like, he'd be, he'd, he'd be prepared to go dirty. Dave seems like he has a bit of the Jack Russell vibe in him where it's like, yeah, like, I get it, you're loud. All bark, and no bite. Might, well, you might, you might nip me, but I could boot you into a wall, <laughs> right? Like, he just seems a little bit like... He's seen, you know, like he punches Joe Root. It's like Joe Root's like four years old. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? And Joe Root yeah. didn't seem to complain. I, th- I think, I think. Slats seem. I like think when push came to shove, Oregon Slats would turn up. Yeah. That with a, like with a bat, if necessary. Well, Slats a bit more like hard. You know, apparently, like Slats. You know, back in the day, was a bit more of a weapon. Um, now Slats strikes Dave me as does like, TikToks. I don't think Slats Dave wanted does. Dave wanted TikToks. Mm. And he's now, yeah, he's Dave, soft around the middle. Yeah. Dave's obviously on like a you know a Cricket Australia training program, all that sort of shit. You can't discredit that. Probably got the endurance. So I guess if Dave can drag Slats into deep water into like rounds four and five, if this were a UFC event, maybe Dave fucking finishes him late. But if Slats can stick around, if Slats can get him out in round one or two, I think Slats is the danger man there. Ooh. I yeah I I like I like Slats' chances I really do. I think he I think you overwhelms him early goes aggro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe what he puts on a different accent. So I've just found something from um, May 2019, a news report about Michael Slater being kicked off a Qantas flight. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this. I but vaguely do. Apparently, he was screaming and swearing at two women before he locked himself in the toilet. Over what? Um. Dude, can you imagine having to get like Michael Slater out of the toilet? He's like, Slats, get out of the toilet, bro. Like, I'm not on. coming out until you give me a club sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize and give me a club. We don't serve club sandwiches on flights, dude. This isn't this isn't the Maldives. Yeah, it doesn't say what it was over. Um, he's got a good publicist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you yeah. reckon? Someone she's burying stories, or he? And this pretty was- well. It says it as they were doing the safety briefings, he remained in the bathroom, which means this fight happened like as the plane was taking off or before it took off. He sat in the Early toilet days to take off. Yeah, the plane couldn't take off before takeoff, so he was kicked off the flight before the plane took oh, off. Oh, so he then got kicked off. Yeah, yeah. So he locked himself in the toilet, wouldn't come out, and they were like, "Dude, we need to like launch the plane." And what was the what happened? It doesn't say. It says what it says is uh, this was not. Uh, this has been described as not a run-of-the-mill argument. It was yelling, it was swearing, and it was only getting worse as they moved to their seats. He's always, like, I've always found him to be a bit edge. I didn't. The thing is, I feel like Slats' on-screen persona is like, ha, 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 funny, jovial, let's fucking, you know, let's bloody hit the ball and, you know. He's got edge like, eyes. He's doing, like, lunch. Did he ever do the host? He used to host the fucking lunchtime show, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Channel 9. Well, yeah, dude. I swear he did. They got fu- they fucked off Simon O'Donnell with the greatest respect, and then they got maybe Slats maybe my mind has been polluted with these stories. Has, which just swayed me like, over time. Slats always seem like I think though for people a little older than us, it'd be like they have the memory of Slats being a wild cunt. But mm. like, I felt like he was always just a bit of the like you know Magoo Slats bloody uh, 
TV cricket host. Yeah. I host a lunchtime slot. Yeah. Wears like a fucking Fitbit probably, you know what I mean, on camera. Like he's not he's not like cool. Unashamedly. Yeah. Um, but he's a bit of a wild bastard, which I like. Now that's why I think he wins and wins well. Although Dave does have his run like Dave's you know, Dave's had his run ins, but Dave I think gets I don't think Dave's got a chin on him. I'd watch it, I'd pay big money. Yeah. I would. I would pay huge money. But I'm, my money's with Slater. I'd also want it to be in the Maldives. All money goes to charity. In like one of those bourrées over, over those huts over the water, and it's just all fucking go. Yeah, 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 and you, yeah, on the decking there. Yeah, and we just all you all get to watch via boats. Yeah, fight, but yeah, exactly. If they go and in the water to, and they got a punch on in there, then yeah, so bad. They got a punch in the water as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they've got like scuba dives and shit. If he falls in, they'll get him out. Like, yeah, yeah. Drown. Well, that yeah, exactly. Winner gets a lifetime supply of club sandwiches. 100% they do. Lots of fightful. Lots of fightful. Um, Is that cricket? Eddie. Yes. Now, I was on holidays, but, and it was Mother's Day, Steph's Day, but I did for 80 famous rugby league minutes tell her to get the fuck out of the room. Mm. Well, not out of the room necessarily, but just don't make me have any responsibilities for 80 minutes so that I could sit down, pants off, shirt off, wax on the body, and just crank down to Tom Trebojevic for 80 minutes. Yeah. What, what, what we're going to spend some time doing, punters and dribblers, is talking about a young thoroughbred in the prime of his life playing some of the great, best rugby league football ever seen by man. Yeah. It's not, this isn't... That's actually not an exaggeration. This isn't about Manly. Can you get his stats up, please? This please. isn't about Manly who did get another famous win and we're just, we're a bee's dick outside the eight. This isn't about Manly. Mm. This is about Tommy T and how a young boy born on the peninsula to uh, great no. tomato farming stock Correct. has gone to the tippy top of the game. Now, if you love your rugby league... You cannot fucking sit there and tell me he isn't the best player in the game. Without a doubt, he has to be like on his day. On his like, and by on his right day, now, I mean I when he's right right now. now, right now, right now. He's the best player. He's the best fullback in the game. Obviously, the best player in the game. Like most influential. He. The thing that I when I was like we put up that thing yesterday where it was like if you don't think Tommy's the best fullback in the game you've got shit for brains which mm. is a term I'd like to bring back I don't think it's used enough shit mm. for brains is SFD. a fantastic mm. SFB SFB I like it it's great mm. but I just like if some people would like you know even our friends at North Bondi Motorino shout out to them great brand but uh you know like Clacker and shit were like fucking Teddy's clutch I actually don't think Teddy's clutch Teddy's fantastic Teddy is fucking amazing he's been a dalian winner and he's been like the best roosters player. he's won two comps with that shit but i also don't think in the team two comps two shields i don't think within the team in the roosters that he is the man that is the clutch player in that side he's fucking amazing this is no disrespect to tedesco but he's not a clutch player he isn't the sole like influencer of outcomes you've got kiri you've got fucking coordinate you had Crom, well, it's, you had it's unusual for tedesco to have a hand in every scoring Play in the play of the game, game, right? Like, it very rarely will he have all the try assists and a couple of tries. I just don't think... No offence, but like... I don't think I've ever seen Tedesco play, or at least we talk weapons in the duffel bag. I don't think Tedesco has ever displayed weapons in the duffel bag to the degree that Tommy has displayed weapons in the duffel bag. He is humongous, powerful as fuck, fast as fuck. His, his like, second man play cut out to hit the winger... 
I was just about to say that Tedesco doesn't have that in the duffel. Not like Tommy. The quick, the quick, the quick, super quick, the super quick catch and release, but it's also a cutout to hit a flying winger. A flying Ruben Garrick. Also Mate, with his piece hanging out. There's not many, so many people that can do that no. on the planet in all sports. And to see Tommy back fit, playing his best footy, is unbelievable. But the, what, the, the bow on top of it for Manly fans, at least, is when everyone's like, not even Tommy Turbo can fix that fucking mess. And it's like, you know what? Part of me, deep down, did question whether he could. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'll put my hand up. I'll, I'll put my hand on my heart. I'll be honest with the punter and the dribbler. Yeah, I had my doubts. I was like, fuck, you're right. We've been pure shit. We're like bottom four. We've, we've looked awful. Last. You know what I mean? He comes back and the side is completely different. Comp- everyone's different. Everyone plays differently. Yeah. Everyone plays better. He's made every single fucking player in that side better yeah. by a factor of a hundred. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's we didn't have we didn't have Tapao or fucking Alloway on the weekend. No. Did it matter? Shout out to Josh Alloway who reached out to us. He's been playing for four weeks with that wrist injury, and the club said that he had to get surgery, and so he's out for twelve weeks. But a dear friend of the show dear and friend. the club, Josh Alloway. Yeah. Yeah, on what you said, Eddie, I was just going through these stats here. So not only did Manly not use one of their interchanges, Moses Sully didn't come on the field. That's a flex. Um, Cade Cust, who was another interchange, only played 12 minutes. That's essentially 68 minutes with two interchanges. Yeah. That's the value of a Cade, though. I will say that. You can have a Cade, just have him in the side. Just name him. Like a good luck charm. Yeah. Always name a Cade if you can. Yeah. Even if you're not going to use him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But... What, have you got his, Tommy's numbers for yeah, what he yeah. did in that game? So, three errors. Was that the one you wanted or what, what were you after? Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you are Sorry. a fucking smart-ass little prick. <laughs> little smart-ass. You know what, though? I like that. No, I, no. I like you know that. what? It was all in the delivery in and the he delivery. nailed it. <laughs> it was very well and done, And he nailed Dave. it. That was very well done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck would you start with that one? <laughs> Three errors. Did make three errors. Um, So 18 runs, 235 meters, five line breaks, three line break assists, four try assists, two tries as well, obviously. Eight tackle breaks. Dude, eight. Yeah. Dude. He can't be tackled. No, dude. Like, I I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's, and I think. That's another thing that we will do, Tom, at the end of the year, obviously, when we've won the comp. I want Jake to snap us, but I also want to try and tackle Tom. Listen, I think after what happened to Tommy on the course, so I don't know whether Tommy is going to be allowed to do anything. And I'm me tackling him, bro. Is that is that that's not a threat to anything? True. I just want to see how. Like, I want you know, I won't put a hit on him or anything. Can you? I just want to see. (laughs) 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 I just want to see how hard it. Like, yeah, but I just don't want to. I think Jake snapping. I'm the concern here, bro. Yeah, I know, but us trying to tackle. What if you fucking accidentally trip over on him and you snap his leg? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're getting a bit over the top now. uh, Listen, bro, and this is with the greatest respect to Tom, who. You know, over the last six months as we've developed a close friendship, you and I and him and the family is like a brother to us. <laughs> well, I don't he want to be responsible. I see myself as a, as as a, a fifth fucking, brother. Yeah, we're the fourth and fifth 
sorry, we're the fifth and sixth brothers in the Trebojevic household. And I don't, we might have to dye hair blonde and get a photo with them all. That we're still fun. waiting for John's, Big John's invite. Big John's invite to family dinner. Um, but yeah, I just wouldn't want to be the result of injuring Tommy, who is just, you know, just getting some consistent minutes. Whereas Jake, I know that Jake, like we're in serious danger if Jake tackles us and I'm happy to put myself in the danger there. Like he's not going to injure himself mm. snapping us in half, no. us soft-bodied fucking losers. Mm. So I think that's, I don't want, look, I get it. I want to, ta- I want to snap Tommy too. <laughs> we're both trying to snap Tommy, but it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? No, I get you. But those numbers, apparently it was like, it was like only four players since the NRL era have had uh, two or more tries as well as, uh, what is it, like four plus try assists or something like that. And it was like, there was some, only four players, Tommy now the fourth, have had these sort of absolutely balls numbers. Uh, and it was Joey, greatest player of all time, Brett Kamali was keeping Joey out of fucking sides when they were playing. Like, Brett Kamali was first picked Australian half a lot of the time. And then Cody Walker, who you could argue is one of the greatest attacking players the game seen in the last... Eyes up footy attacking players the game seen in the last... King, of, king of eyes up footy. Years. King of eyes up. He's fantastic. Instinctual Dave, football. Dave's shaking well, his head there. I mean, you know, he might be a good player. It's just kind of hard to say that after his team just got beaten 50-0. He wasn't playing. Yes, he was. Oh, he was, was he playing a fullback. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, Cody. But, but but to your point, no, that fair, doesn't, fair that's point. That's not his. I mean, fair fifty points. points isn't his fault. The, the stats don't lie. He has the stat there, so he's got the stat. Yeah. But also, he's playing. He's playing out of position there as well. In mm. fairness to him, yeah. your team getting beaten fifty nil like doesn't mean that you as an individual player are shit. He can still be a great attacking player, but you are right. He did get beaten fifty nil, but that's also some. I don't know why you need to have sour grapes on the man. You just beat his team fifty nil. You fuck. Yeah, I just wanted to mention it because I was worried that it wouldn't get a mention at all. No, don't worry. Don't I worry. will. I will say this: the Souths are done. I will say season this. over the Souths. Sorry, Matt. But Penrith. Well, Matt, who is also is is basically Dave's boss and <laughs> the other. So he's the intern, the producer. Was telling me before that he took uh, a love interest. Oh, his housemate. <laughs> out to the footy. He's like fucking begging her to come out and watch the Rabbitohs play. He's like, we're great. We're good. Like it'll be a really close contest because it's, you know, two great teams coming up against each other. Oh, they went no. out there and oh, Rabbitohs no. got 50 put on them. Bro. Didn't score a point. And he spent fucking 60 minutes trying to justify how they've like scored. You know, we won eight games in a row and shit. I saw your, your Instagram thing where it was you was like with 20 minutes to go, you're already in the car home. Fair call. Fair call. Fair that call. Is, they were horseshit. Mm. Penrith and Melbourne, it pains me to say it, but they are now just removing themselves from the rest well, of the Well, Parra are in second place, which again is so... They haven't played anyone. If they played... And they played a Roosters team that was injured as fuck. They beat us as well, but that was before Harry Grant was back and I think we had some other injuries. Early season. Yeah. I know, look... Harry Grant coming off the bench is fucking ridiculous. Eels fans have every right to fucking hate us in our rugby league yarn about them because Could I, I can't say, help it. I fucking mate, just can't like, them. You know what? I was actually... I know that we, we pay out the Eels a lot. And to be honest, the only reason we do that is because you haven't won a comp in 40 plus 40, years. 40, 45 years. Longest in the comp. Yep. You won't win one until the sun explodes. Like We all know the yarn. But I thought that 
maybe it was just Tom and I that were really one-eyed. And then I was listening to Talk and Sport on the super fucking something network. They're all of the same opinion. They're just like, the Eels were, they couldn't get it done against a seriously depleted, injury-ravaged Roosters side with statistics that were overwhelmingly in their favour. Like, to the point where they go, it was actually, like, ridiculous. The possession and the footy and the sets and all that shit that they had over the Roosters. And they they couldn't get it done until late. Yeah. And then they spent about 15 minutes talking about how... Um, fucking Moses runs too laterally. He's like, a seven should straighten the attack. He should run at the line. He should draw the man. He should, you know, create. But he just runs laterally like the whole time. Mm. And when they would finish with their 25-minute diatribe about how the eels are no good and they haven't played anyone and that Moses is shit, I'm like... (laughs) Wow, I'm actually not alone. No, yeah, we actually speak the truth. And you know what? We don't necessarily see the game the way the experts do. We're more We go like, vibe, We bro. go vibe, dude. We're like... Vibe's the, more right than anything. Dude, we're like, the, like Neo in the Matrix, but it's a vibe. And, you know, he sees like zeros and ones and that sort of shit. That's just all vibe. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nah, they're not that good. Everyone thinks that they are. Or if you're an Eels fan, you do. They're all being wool pulled by their position on the ladder. Let me say this. The fact that Dragons are in the top eight shows that the top eight doesn't mean shit right now. Let me say this. Let me say this. And 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 I don't know if this is going to make Hillsfield's fans feel better or worse. You have got a good football side. Yes. There are players in that side that I really like. Really like. Like Papa Lihi, I'm like, bro. Gutho, Sivo. Love those motherfuckers. I love those motherfuckers. Dylan Brown, I like. Crack. Dylan Brown. He plays eyes up footy, takes a line. I like him. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you're not going to win the comp. No. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And if you get as lippy as you get and trying to tell me that you're going to win the comp when I know you're not going to, all I'm saying is I'm just telling you the truth. I think you've got a good side. Yeah. You've got a top four side, which is not hard, which is not easy to do. Ask the fucking West Tigers. <laughs> you've got great players that I like. Yeah. But I just don't think you're going to win the comp. So don't get me paying you out every week twisted. We it's just about like you. you. It's just the reality of the thing that it's just like we – like I just feel like I can't get around with you guys thinking you're going to win one. It's like <laughs> I just can't I, – I just need to let you know. It's not going to happen. And I know that sucks. The sooner you realise that, like – If West Tigers fans got around thinking they were going to win the comp, I'd tell them too. But yeah. they, they get around telling everyone that will listen that they'll come ninth. Yeah. Like they're their own worst enemy because yeah. they have created a culture of being losers. Yeah, they've got a culture of ninth. When you saw the West Tigers fans giving their side a standing ovation at halftime in a trial match, you said it, Eddie. That's what. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. You said that preseason. You said that. That's all. Of course, I said it. The halftime full-time standing O in the trial match is the worst thing I've ever seen in rugby league. And I don't know if that'll be bested. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking disgraceful. It's fucking disgraceful. <laughs> All I'm saying is they got paid out for that. You get paid out for thinking you win a comp when you won't. Everyone gets paid out for something. That's your thing. Make Shut up, sit down. Tell you what, Dylan Brown... With the flying knee of from hell into true Hutchison's Let's wrist. let's let's fucking let's pivot to the bunker. Yeah. For a second. Now, Annesley, is that his name? He's the head of the NRL. He's mate. the head of NRL. He had the gall to come on the other day. And he's in an interview and they were like, 
Oh, um, did you happen to call the bunker uh, after they just failed to report that blatant fucking knee to the ribs that mm. put him in hospital and With like a punctured lung? Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he's like, oh no, I would I would never intervene into you know the bunkers you know, decision-making, and they're like, oh, it just seems funny that they, for 20 minutes, thought that that wasn't a sin bin, and then at halftime, they're like, oh, maybe it is, when, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah, convenient yeah. for him to get them on the blower and go... Hey, did you see him fucking flying knee? You know what I mean? How do you watch that? If you watch that as many times as it was watched live and not say that that's a sin bin, you can't fucking tell me on good conscience that, oh, they just came to at halftime and had another look at it. It didn't make sense. It just was so... And I didn't even realise Nia Corey fucking putting Teddy's... Oh, they like face, sandwiched him, bro. Sandwiched Teddy's head and nothing. So like he was in a jaffle makeup. To be honest, the Roosters win that game if fairness prevails and they probably both get fucking 10 in the bin. Dylan Walker could have been sent. I mean, what's his name? Dylan Brown. Maybe, t- maybe being sent too harsh, but no, I, least, I don't think. I don't think sending. At least ten in the bin for both of them. Yeah, but then you also get a free interchange. Yeah, and that would have been uh, Suale, mm-hmm. which we're still waiting to see. I know they're fucking honey I tell you what, though, like they've said it, they all say it, and I'm saying it now. You do need a little bit of luck to win a comp. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you need a fresh roster. Because if you don't have one, you're completely fine. Well, like, that's where you look at someone like Penrith, uh, where they have been super lucky with injuries, right? They they, they lost the ghost who, you know... Melbourne's been lucky as well. Melbourne's been lucky. The ghost, uh, an happy Coruscant. In what ways have we been lucky? Remind me. You injury-wise. Like, as in you have a healthy squad. Well, we have had our number one fullback out for the last few weeks. That's true. But relatively speaking... Who are you playing? Who have you played? Um, we played Souths, one of the competition heavyweights. They just got fucking butt. Who were who were us. riddled with injuries? They were also as well. riddled as well. In yeah. fairness, yeah, fair enough. But either okay. way, I think there it is fair to say you need luck. But I will go back to the storm because I think Dave does need some time. You were out at the game. I was at the game. Were you, so you didn't see Matt. No, I didn't see Matt at the this game. This wasn't like I a work see... thing where Matt didn't no. like bring like bring your fucking intern to work. Bring yeah, your bring intern to today. work day. Was that what it was? <laughs> I didn't cute. have to carry him into the ground and then go for food runs yeah, and beer yeah, runs yeah. for Matt. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. But um, but no, as so I, I went with my dad. We rocked up there. We parked, and as we were parking, two blokes get out of the car next to us in putters and dribblers hats. Oh bullshit! Nah, not at all. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they recognize Dior? They kind of did. Like I got out of the car. I was wearing my hat, and I was like, "Hey, the one dude kind of like." I think he looked at me because I was wearing the hat and then the other dude walked around from the other side of the car. I'm sorry, I don't remember your names. Um, but he was wearing a Storm jersey and he was like, oh, oh, Dior. I was like, yeah, what's, yeah, whatever. What's going Love on? that. Chat. In front of Papa as well. You're like, here you go, dad. I'm was like, that a flex? That I'm was not a just a flex. bomb smoker. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the game, as we were driving home, I was checking my inboxes on Dior Dave. I got a message from the dudes and one of them goes, hey, Dior, like, I met you in the car park, blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> also, do you remember what level it was? <laughs> That's funny. Love that. Oh, there you go. You're a celebrity, bro. A little bit, a little bit. Fucking O's in yeah. the P's and D's house. Was Papa proud of you, mate? He was pretty proud. Yeah, yeah. and so he should be. Yeah, so yeah. he fucking should be. Mm. And that wasn't meant to sound aggressive, but it did sound <laughs> aggressive to Papa Dior. I didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. We didn't mean that. Raised no, a wonderful son. And we hope to come to pass over one time. We do. Is that still happening? Yeah, we, it can happen. Yeah. Good. We'll make it work. If you Good. were after, yeah. We'll have some cookies. 
Yeah. Probably not. Um, kosher kush, bro. Kosher kush. Is that about. a thing? It's like a. Yeah, there are strains in America that people like call kosher kush. You know, they'll call it like. Just a way to sell it. It's probably yeah, not exactly. Kosher at all. Yeah. Um, um, there's another rugby league story, if that's where we're transitioning. Yeah, to. no, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see how Dave was like, was yeah. he janking off? No, I, like Josh Adokar, six tries. Fucking six tries for Adokar. Like like first time that. since 1951 or, or 50. Yeah, 50 something. Yeah. yeah. So 50 or 51. I thought it was 60 something. You want a beer? Yes, please. Yeah, 51, I'm pretty sure, was Jack Troy. Was that his name? But yeah. Mate, it was... Yeah, Newtown player. It was, it was a fucking impressive performance from the Fox. Six tries is outrageous. Mm. Do you want one? Yep. Uh, it's outrageous, Cheers, but it also speaks to how shit South We can't hear you, Tommy. Tom, <laughs> no one could hear him. Tom's talking about how shit South were. Look, I'm not prepared. South were shit. They played shit footy. No one's saying that they didn't. But they were, they, when you're missing Latreau, when you're missing Reynolds, when you're missing fucking Cameron Murray. Uh, Cameron Murray, like when you got troops out to that effect and you've got Harry Grant coming off the fucking bench, like... You are in so much fucking trouble. But can they win the comp now that they've got 50 points on them? Mate, I'm telling comp. you right now, I'm telling you right now, punters and dribblers, f- fucking put a line through everyone. The only two teams who can win the comp are the Storm and the fucking Penrith Panthers. And Manly. And Manly. Obviously. But three that's ten. like... It's a three-horse race. But that's always been the case. Yes. No one else can win. No. No one else can win. Uh, there was some yarns around the Tigers saying they should move. The people are now saying like the Tigers are just a soulless pile of shit and we should send them west. West, west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking west coast. You know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for western suburbs who basically provide all the juniors and they've had some good juniors because they've all fucked off. Like they provide all the money. They provide... All the know-how, but apparently keep getting like overruled Fuck and shit at the board, at level, the board level. level, right? Part of me thinks that if you're not going to move them to Perth, which you're not going to, just say, "Listen, Balmain, it's been it's been a hell of a ride." Back when you know we un- used to unload boats and shit here in the eighties yeah. and the fucking seventies and the sixties, you know what I mean? Back in the thirties, when you know you had a bit of soul about you. Sure, you're, you're a great side. But fedoras and now you're fedoras and coffee, which I like coffee. I'm not like anti-coffee. Coffee, I'm anti-fedora. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you're, too, you're too much fedora and too much Birkenstock for my life. Birkenstock scarf ratio is through the roof. It's too high. If one in four, one in three people are wearing Birkenstocks, you're not allowed to rugby league side. And that's what I'm saying. And part of me that's thinks... That's in the bylaws. That's in the bylaws. Look, go that's and look the up the ancient the bylaws of rugby league football. It's all in there. It's all in pen. It's all there to say. I part of me thinks, and I honestly believe this. Part of me thinks that they should move them out to to West West, Campbelltown, Norellan, Camden, like that massive growth area, and go. Here's a rugby league side. You play at a Campbelltown stadium and be done with it. 
And maybe you play one game a year at Leichhardt. People hate me saying that, but it's like, well, you know, I don't feel like you deserve it. No, you don't. You've got that rugby league fucking ground, the Leagues Club, wasting away in Victoria Road. You don't seem to give a shit about yourself. It's just been covered in grass. You know what I mean? Smashed up and it's like walking around with a big bush that you haven't scaped with manscape. You know what I mean? Like have a bit of pride for yourself. They don't seem to care. Standing O's at fucking halftime and full time in trial games. That monstrosity of a Leagues Club that you leave to rot. Your board level decisions. Western suburbs putting in all the money, all the know how, all the juniors. I'm like, I think someone has got to fucking call it, don't we? Yeah. Go, Bowman, you're out. Sorry, guys. It's sad to say, but it's the same with North Sydney Bears. Sometimes you just got to fuck them off. Just fuck them off. And you can be in the New South Wales Cup if you want, but go down to the growth area, Camden, Arellan, Campbelltown, massive growth areas. Love, love their rugby league. Love their rugby league. Put the magpie back on the jersey and be fucking done with it, I say. You still sound sick as fuck, Dave. You're coughing up lungs. Are you better? No, no I'm sweet now. I'm fine. This is a bit of a... Are you still cough. sick? I'm not still sick. That's the difference between the tank water. That, well, yeah, no, but it's also, true. I think, like consistent daily vaping. Yeah, that's no, probably the thing that keeps the cough. And stuff and that's a bit harsher. Bongs and vapes. And the lack of tank water. I, I, if I had a bong, again, like, I reckon I'd black out. <laughs> do you remember how fucking hectic they used to get yeah, like dude, they did but it was like i had one on a golf trip like five years ago and i had half a cone and it fucking <laughs> rocked me i can't it rocked me like you wouldn't believe i can't remember the last time i've had a bong but i'm telling you bro to put you on your ass quickly yeah i fucking oath it would i bet it would like i will even if i'm smoking anyway mm. like i you know i used to smoke a fucking fair bit i yeah, was now that, was, I'm like was that a, a half a joint or like a couple of puffs on a joint. Then I put it in, I'm like, okay, um, I'll just let that well, sit. Would it be wrong to assume in your most recent bong experience and probably most of the time you guys smoke weed now would be after quite a few drinks? Uh, I'm fine smoking That was the case. That was the case. I don't and smoke weed at all, really. accentuate the yeah, experience. That like but that'll... Well, I've I've had I've 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 you know we 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 had a dalliance weed and I and it's over. It's done. I can smoke it's weed and now. drink and I can be pissed before I smoke. Like that doesn't bother me at oh, all. Yeah, because that turns me. Sometimes. Nah, I've always been pretty fine with that. But if I was to rip a cone after a big night on the piss, that would fucking floor me. The other thing is though, if you are addressing the billet, you must rip the cone, like for pride's sake. Oh yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were to overpack, whoo, baby. And then you just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to go back and start it Imagine up that if you did around Dior and all his mates. I <laughs> uh, know, well, dude, I mean, they'd be looking at us going, what are you born in 1970? Whatever those fucking <laughs> Oztag cunts were saying to Yeah, you. they did say just that. Just look like old losers. Anyway, off the topic, Xavier Coates officially to the storm. Mm. You must be happy with that. Very happy, very happy. I mean, we'll, we've lost Addo Carr at the end of this year and we lost Vunavalu last year. But Coates will be looking good. Oh, I, think, a good so pick I, th- I think it'll be Coates and Remus Smith on the other wing. Because Remus Smith, we signed him to be a winger and Branko Lee was going to play inside him. But then Lee's been injured most of the year. But Remus Smith is great under the high ball. Right. Which is where we've been using him a lot. couple of things. I think Xavier Coates can be an all-time stud mm-hmm. at the Storm. I think that he puts on the green and gold yep. at the Storm. Yep. The other thing I wanted to say is the Fox, who I've just spent praising spent time praising surely he's getting cold feet uh probably dude but you I know what i mean like getting, if you I think see he's getting some of that like forever money oh he's getting that fullback money yeah well i think it's just more like the bulldogs 
Because that winger money is usually pretty shit. Bulldogs have spent like 98% of their salary cap on outside backs. And I think that's continued, you know, so he's just like, we need him. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, losing Dude, think, all the time, it sucks. everyone suck. who isn't at the Dogs yet who's signed with him is going, oh my God. But... Cause, is Burton backflipped? No. Nah, Burton will go. I think Burton's a man of principle. He's a Dubbo boy. He's a Dubbo boy. You can just see it in him. He's like, he plays football, he plays principled rugby league. He I does. Just, I see him not being a, a, a turncoat. Uh, that being said, if you do decide to backflip on a club like the Gold Coast, say, then I think that's also fine <laughs> if you are wanting to stay with your club for love and shitloads of money. You know what I mean? I think that's fine. 100%. I don't see any issue there. Just before we move on past Xavier Coates, I would like to point out Xavier Coates' proud Papua New Guinean will be playing outside another proud Papua New Guinean, Justin Ollum, dude, who has been in great Kings. form as well. Shared to Papua New Guinea, dude. Yeah. They're starting to get a fucking real throb on. Olam, one of my favourite players in the NRL. Love him. Love Olam. Love him. And just to wrap up rugby league, Raiders in absolute turmoil. Yeah, fucking as leaky as a sinking boat, that place. Like, uh, even John Bateman from England was like, I had a couple of words to Ricky while I was playing, like, and all these things kept getting out. And it was like, how are these getting out to the media? What can I can like? I say something, Tom? You have the floor. I never thought I'd say it. Well, that's not true. I didn't think I'd be saying it this soon after a grand final fucking two years ago. Is Ricky done? Like, when do they start? When, like, because none of this is good. Let right? me say this. Ricky could, if, even if it all falls in a heap at Canberra, Ricky will definitely get another coaching job somewhere else. No, Ricky no, no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Ricky back where it all went right for him, where he won comps, where he was fucking... Mr. Raiders Hot Boy, you know what I mean? Seven for, you know, the town's seven. People could rely on Ricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone back there. He, he, he put Parramatta in a fucking coffin and then left. And, you know, they're doing all right now. But I sort of thought, oh, okay, Ricky's back where he belongs. He'll be one of those, like, sort of long tenure coaches. You know, he took him to the grand final. Maybe that was their opportunity. They didn't get it done. But now... All this shit in the paper, all these like leaky boat and fucking rumors flying around. Yeah, never a good sign, Tom. That's and sign. in my experience, although limited because I've only just turned thirty, not that old punters and dribblers, old to some but not to most. Um, <laughs> I've never seen this sort of shit get turned around. No, I've never seen a Josh ship. Hodgson, Josh Hodgson stood himself down as the captain. Uh, as, as co-captain, fucking Tarpanay's missus fucking hates him. So you can assume Tarpanay does. Do you uh, know what I mean? George Williams is homesick. George Williams is homesick. Have we seen a ship like this be turned around? I don't think we have. No. And the fact that Ricky was telling Danny Widler apparently that he wants to fucking fight everyone. He's telling Danny he wants to fight his players. He's standing down fucking Papali, yeah. like who, you know, is an absolute stalwart of the club and... Best player. Their best player has been for many Jack years. Jack Whiten of Dalian winner last year fame has looked a shadow of himself. I was watching them play on the weekend, A, because I backed the Raiders again because I have... You're an idiot. I've basically lost my frontal lobe when it comes to punting with them. Yeah. And I didn't notice he was on the field for like 50 minutes. Jack. And I had to like remind myself that he was like, hang on, where the fuck is Jack Whiten? Yeah. Oh, wait. There he is putting in it. He's a real – he probably won't get picked for he, – he might not get picked for Origin this year based on his form. Now, he didn't have a great series last year, in fact. I think he got fucking put on the bitch a couple of times. Well, 
You know what you could do if we want to talk origin just real quick? Very quick. You've got Tommy Turbo at one centre, you've got Latrell at the other, okay? And I'm starting to think, is Jerome Luai your six? I don't see why not. And you know what else I'm thinking? I don't see why not. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Pick Brian. someone who's playing with a shitload of confidence. Mm. Mm. And, and Cleary, obviously. And he knows Cleary team, back to front. You know what I mean? He plays eyes up footy. He attacks the line. He does, he's got a bit of razzle-dazzle, which I like for origin football. They're, to- they're also talking about, uh, so obviously Addo Carr is pretty much a lock for one wing. Definitely. Brian Toto, Jesus Christ, Eddie, you right there, mate? Mm-hmm. Brian Toto, obviously fucking humming, but... Is he not a lock? Well, Jason Saab's making a lot. Oh, my God. Good under the high ball now. He's become a, he's getting his falau on. I'd ask you this. Fastest player in the game. Is Toto the king of the PCM coached by Fabri? No, he's not. Well, that's I've made up my mind. So there you go. Saab's in. Sorry, Saab's in. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Um, but I think that's rugby league, Eddie. This might be, you know what, punters, dribblers, if you like a puckin' podcast from Hello Sport, then you're in for a treat today because this one feels like it's going on forever and ever. So, in news less pertinent to people's lives, um, the Reds won the Australian Super Rugby title. Congratulations to them. Bit of a fucking barn burner of a finish. James O'Connor completes the full circle redemption story, scoring the winning try. Um, we know well, who to thank. Well, Save Your World. Mm. Save Your World uh, uh, should have a huge uptick in subscriptions. Um, but it was good. Good to see. Good game. And you know what? It shows that rugby in Australia, there are still people there that like care about it and want to watch. It's just that like there's almost like the reality is that we can't compete with New Zealand in a domestic in like a regular domestic competition because it they're just better than us, right? So you just got to cop that, in my opinion, and fucking have this domestic like keep Super Rugby AU as is. I feel like it's a bit of like it was a COVID reaction, but it seems like it's clearly the way. To well, go. the it's going to be interesting to see how the merge comp goes. Well, we'll get absolutely fucking pumped. Mm. With the greatest respect, I think we'll get... Well, we'll wait and see. I'd be happy to be proved wrong, but what's changed? We've lost more players. Anyway, whatever. Congrats to the Reds. It's fantastic. But in a merge comp with the the, the New Zealand teams, I think we know what the fuck will happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just felt like we should probably congratulate them. It was a big win. Queensland back. Did not you a see bad, Not a bad I, crowd. Not a bad dude, crowd. Dude, it's like almost a look, sellout, look, I think. Looked fucking pretty good to me. Was it a COVID crowd? No, no it was no, like no. 40, 45,000. When I was oh, up in nice. Queensland, it was like all good. And I heard about New South Wales all in masks and fucking... 45, yeah. fucking great crowd. But, they um, turn up. Did you see the video that we put on the Instagram of the guy who was rubbing the dude in front of him's bald head for good luck? Like, mm. that's omen shit. That's like, oh, an omen's in front of me. I have to harness If it. you didn't believe in omens, go and watch that video and it'll become pretty fucking clear to you that omens are a real thing. Shout out to that ball guy as well. For being a great sport. Great sport. But he got his side over the line. That's what it takes sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it takes getting, you know. Your head rubbed to within an inch of its life. <laughs> you know, callous and bruised and mm. bloodied by a drunk dribbler dribbler behind you to get the W. Sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. So shout out to them. Shout out to the Reds. Shout out to Australian rugby, which is fighting back. You need to take those wins. You need to consolidate the wins and build. I thought it was nice. In other news. Michael, there was there was an article. There was an article rolling around that apparently Michael Hooper is being um, 
pursued by a couple of rugby league sides. Now, I thought that was interesting. Off the back of the chat last week that Tom and I had around getting behind paywalls, I've done that. Oh, you have? I'm now behind. On behalf of the company, can I get behind the paywalls? Or is I have used one? the company card. You too can use it, <laughs> as I have already used it. <laughs> I just go, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah. I'll take, you, I'll take you up on your dollar a week offer and it's changed my life. I might even start getting the papers delivered to the But house. what I have realised is once you get behind the paywall, Tom, the juice, not always worth the squeeze. Oh, now, right. I don't mean it from that perspective. Like, you know, I'll still read these fucking salacious articles that are also bullshit, but like, it's all in the fucking headline, let yeah. me tell you. Yeah. So basically, this is the long and the short of the Michael Hooper to rugby league yarn. Now, he's contracted to 2023. It's 2021. By the way, punters and dribblers. For those counting at home, he's on he's on a salary of one point two five million a year, which is seven hundred thousand from the Japanese club Toyota for Blitz, yep. and then that would make five hundred twenty five thousand from the Wallabies a year. So that Wallabies makes and Waratahs. Yeah. So that makes one point two five. Is he at the Waratahs anymore? Well, he. I think he's still technically. So I think he's because he's played over a, a certain amount of tests. Yeah. I think he's been allowed to take a sabbatical from the Waratahs. So maybe he's not getting paid for the time he's not doing it. Right. But you get you get a state salary, uh, international like yeah. top up, and then obviously he's playing for fucking some Japanese. So first and foremost, contacted to twenty twenty three, he can go on a sabbatical, I, I believe, from Japanese rugby, but he can't play rugby league during that time. So. I don't know where that gets you. Okay, so and in 2023, like 1.25, no one's paying you 1.25 million. No one's paying him 600,000 no. in rugby league. No. So basically what I'm saying is sometimes the paywall, it entices you in, but it's a mirage. But because yeah, behind yeah, right. it is utter bullshit. So it's almost like when you go, oh, do I need to pay for porn when there's a free porn site just here? And then you go and pay for it and you're like, actually I didn't. And yeah. now I've just got viruses on the computer. Yeah. That's exactly what getting a Daily Telegraph subscription seems to be like, but I'm going to stick it through. It you just have to stick it through so that I don't... I, t I tell you what the benefit is. Because otherwise... The you, frustration... Otherwise you die not knowing. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to die with regret. No, exactly. Going, you know, is who becoming a manly? I don't want to die with regret. So can I ask, if you've paid for a subscription from the company Coffers, <laughs> yeah. can't you just give me a password? Yeah, I can. Rather than just us having to get two... I don't want to give them two subscriptions. No, that's true. No, not, not, not knowing what we know you now. You should have made a company fucking... Well, it was also part of my Supercoach subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to Dribbles, Eddie, what did you make of Jake Paul yoinking Floyd Mayweather's hat? Because I personally thought it was one of the great... I yoinks. thought it was fucking genius. One of the great yoinks all People time. are like, what a dickhead, what a pig. I'm like, if you don't think... Someone who has been like the greatest defensive boxer of all time. I respect him as a boxer, but he's also a fuckwit who like towels up his misses and yeah. shit. So he's not a great bloke. Let's start there. Mm. If you don't think that Jake Paul taking his hat off and then Saying, got he got so offended and he'd preempted it before being like, I'm going to steal his hat. Oh, did Was he? It? Yeah. He put a fucking, he put like, um, a tweet out, like a video of him being like, I'm going to try and steal Floyd Mayweather's hat. <laughs> Um, I thought it was fucking genius. It's a great and it, marketing. And it like kicked off. It kicked off like this fucking all in brawl like vibe, and his security were telling him like Jake Paul got a black eye. Yeah. What I did think was funny though at the end 
was Logan Paul, who is obviously Jake's fighting. older brother, and who fighting was fighting Floyd. fucking Floyd in like a couple of months or whatever, <laughs> was so upset that, you know, this had happened and, and that, you know, he didn't think that, you know, he was going to have to defend his brother and was shit. Was he angry at his brother? No, 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 no. He was angry that his brother had got punched and shit. And right. I was like... God, you cunts take each other. You, you take it all so seriously. Yeah, but you know what? I actually don't. I've, part of me thinks it's all pretty. Like, I think that it's pretty much just all marketing. Like, Floyd was Floyd fucking him. Floyd furious. Floyd and punched him. But also, like, there's an element of it all. Like, they all know what's going on. Like, they all know this is just driving up numbers, people talking about it. But it is so. Ridiculous. But what I'm saying to you is, do you think that Floyd knew about it, or do you no, reckon? No, no, I don't necessarily think that. But I think they all know what they're coming into when they go to these press conferences. Like, it was funny though. I saw just a bit of the press conference between Logan Paul and Floyd, and it was pure shit. <laughs> like, it sucked. When you think about when Connor and Floyd fought, and it was like real. Like, that's some of the best press conference shit you've ever seen, right? Like, mm. that was amazing. This YouTube era that we're sort of fucking, un well, I mean, unwillingly, I think, is sort of where I'd put it, sliding into is farcical circus well, it's, shit. it's like a crossover of WWE and real fighting. That's exactly what yeah. it is. But, like, thank God you've still got the real fighting out there. But, like, ultimately, though, there is an element where you go, the the fight game, if I can talk about it like I've ever done it, the fight game is so brutal and like so potentially like damaging to your life that like there is an element where they're finding ways to make it lucrative for fighters where like in boxing if you're not the big fucking fat dicks like canelo shout out to canelo who won uh or in the ufc if you're not conor mcgregor like you're actually not fucking making any money but these yeah but that what's changing here well, Logan Paul and no, Jake no, no, Paul no. are fucking YouTube stars, right? But there's so you've got to be famous to make money, right? So it's just, I guess, if you it's nothing be, to do with, but you can't be a fucking, you know, a no, bloke no, no, who no, grinds. Like, no, no, I know what you're saying, but I think maybe it's just showing a potential for another way to do it. If you can take, you can take control if you've got the personality. Well, they're leaning, they're leaning more into the entertainment aspect of it yes. instead of the sport aspect. Yes, they're leaning entirely into the circus, correct? Because you know. Mayweather versus fucking Connor, those that press conference world tour was a fucking circus. Yes. It was. They're just leaning into that more. Correct. And without the fight, without the ability to fight. It doesn't well, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Are you are you a big famous person that fucking teens love watching? Yeah, yeah you are. Well, I'm Sweet. also I'm also I'm also, I'm also, I'm also one of the greatest boxers, <laughs> arguably top five all time, certainly best defensive boxer all time, fifty and oh. So I can get I get the fight market in, you get the fucking the teeny Fireball. boppers in and like Let's rip. Connor reckons they're not gonna make money. I'm like, Connor, you're not paying attention. This fight will make a lot of money. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a weird one. In a weird way, in but weird it will. Way. It'll be weird money. It's weird money. Yeah. They're making weird money. It's money, but it's weird fucking money. Weird, weird money. Uh, but that's Biff's, I think, Eddie. Yep. Gallon and Honey. Oh, ga well, Gallon and Honey. Hooney. Hooney. Oh, yeah, Hooney. We've been corrected. Mm. Um, do I prefer to say Honey? Yes, but I do respect him, so I will. I'll pronounce his name correctly, but I feel like you had an opportunity with Honey. 
did you see that Raj, our DMA Raj, um, left a he st- he left a comment yeah, dude. actually, on and I loved things. it. Things. Have we made Roger big, dude? I think that we have made Roger fucking humongous. Is there any coincidence between us tapping him on the shoulder and now him being massive? Listen, Roger knows that we have certainly been crucial to brand Roger. There's no doubt about that. Like Roger's killing it. Roger's a great sprint trainer, but if he he has to understand the value that we bring to brand Roger. Um, the comment he left on our Instagram was bizarre, and I don't know whether it was like, "Oh, does Roger get it, or is he threatening us?" Um, <laughs> no, no, I think I think I think Roger's playing along. But a dribbler sent us the picture, and it was like, uh, you know, "Hey, babe, I met a guy today. He was really handsome, and I think I'm in love with him. His name is Roger." And then the response text: "Show me a pic," and it's a picture of Roger Fabri standing in a tight sprint training shirt. <laughs> anyway, we just put it up, and was like, "The miso left me for Roger," and honestly, I don't blame her. And then Roger's commented: "Thank you for giving me a wife. She hates me. She locks me in the toilet with the dog." I haven't eaten since we started this affair. I've lost all my self-confidence. Today she has planned to perform a seance on me. Thank you for everything. A seance. Yeah. So like... Roger! The king of cadence. He's the king of cadence. The king of cadence strikes again. Yeah. What a fucking weapon. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? The king of cadence strikes again. got it. Simple. if If the spotlight's turned on you, how to react? Roger fucking takes it and runs. Takes it and runs. Takes it and runs. Shout out to King of Cadence. We are ready to rip, Dave. Let's go. Hello. Hello, Tom and Eddie. Hello, P's and D's. It's the Hitman here again. I'm back. Uh, the original Hitman. Um, was watching the, the television the other night and um, saw Erin Mullen giving her two cents on rugby league and whatever else she... I uh, wanted to talk about in that particular program. I got thinking, how is this woman allowed on television? Not not because she's a woman. I'm not, you know, I don't discredit her for being a woman talking about rugby league. That's an outdated view. Um, and not because she's a racist either, even though she is one. I was kind of, I just didn't find it really interesting that she's now an authority on the game when really she has no background other than living in Canberra, which I guess is kind of, you know, makes you an expert on at least the Raiders. But, you know, the daughter of, I guess, a former Army Major General, now Liberal politician who is responsible for thousands of, possibly tens of thousands of uh, innocent civilians dying in the illegal occupation of Iraq. I got thinking, who else in the rugby league world has parents that are famous for not rugby league. Um, any players have, you know, dads or mums who are like famous eye surgeons or anything like that? I don't know. It'd be interesting. Some of them come from some rather uh, kooky households. Uh, but yeah, um, be soon. First and foremost, I think I'd say that it may well help Aaron's career if she just employed a little bit of the Hello Sport you know, angled by saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. No one, no, one, no one fucking cares about you. You don't need to be an expert to have an opinion if you say you don't know what you're talking about. No, exactly. You, it's, a, it's a get out of jail free it's card. It's a get out of jail free card. Now, I would say this. You can have an opinion on something 
even if you're not like you know that's if you go down that train of thought it gets it gets rather ridiculous Correct, because and right? you, you're not allowed opinion on anything then unless you have unless like, you've unless you've done it right and also sport is the perfect fucking uh, space for dribbler dead shits to have an opinion and I'm not saying Aaron is one of those so for example you wouldn't be able to have an opinion on Aaron unless you'd been a TV host yes. And, By and, your logic. Yeah, exactly. Which makes no fucking sense. No sense. I will also say that we can't be throwing around uh, the accusations of racism, I find, to be a touch yeah, extreme based on Aaron Mullen. I think it's a little extreme. I think it's a little extreme. I now, think racism is a term that you want to be like confidently dishing out to someone you know what i mean like fucking hell racist saying she I, I don't know i know she said something fucking stupid once um i don't know if she has like a history of racism again i'm not informed on that but i i don't think aaron mullen is racist now in terms of famous fathers or mothers kieran foran's father comes to mind i believe he is ceo of walmart or so like second in charge? He was previously president and CEO of Walmart in the US. He has recently, as of November 2019, moved on to become CEO of Air New Zealand. Well, he's a Kiwi, as we all know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but big like yank ties. Like, can you, can you, so if CEO, he was, CEO he was president and CEO of Walmart in the US. No, but so what's, okay, can you, I want to know was his, What was his severance? Yeah, I want to know what salaries he's on for, like, again, if we can find him, obviously, Dave, we trust that you will be able well, to. Well, is Walmart publicly traded? If it is, there should be, it should be public. So, C, was he CEO of Walmart? Um, all right, well, it's on one of these websites, we've got his net worth. Yeah. So, uh, last updated February 2020, estimated net worth of Gregory Foran is at least $62.7 million as of June 2019. Holy shit. Do you reckon Foz sees any of that fucking coin? Apparently they had a falling out. Right. So Apparently apparently, apparently his old man was a fucking hard ass. Right. Okay. Yeah. It said here, it says here, as of June 2019, he owned over 19,400 units of Walmart stock, which were worth over $48 million. 60 million. What's his dad's name? Gregory. So Greg Foran's a fucking mover and shaker. Yeah, okay, can you, what's the, what In the his, Walmart world. What would his salary be, uh, CEO of uh, fucking... Bill bonus, it'd be all bonuses and shit. But like, being CEO of Qantas, which I get is a way bigger company than Air New Zealand, I would assume. Um, yeah, well, it says that he's- Alan um, Joyce is on like 20 million a year, something fucking ridiculous. His, his salary at Air New Zealand is only 618,000 a year. Ugh. But there what's the bonus? on more than but, that. But that's all Air New Zealand. I'm sure he was uh, at more at Walmart. Yeah, I Walmart can guarantee, I can like guarantee you fucking was, mate. Yeah. Probably got like $30 million bonuses Ooh, and shit. Okay. That um, a good year. Yeah, at Walmart, Foran was paid a salary of US 13 million a year. That's Jesus a lot. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of money. Kieran. That's a lot of Steedens. That's a lot of Steedens. A lot of Super T's. Heaps of Super T's. Uh, does anyone else come to mind? Uh, Clint Newton's old man, Jack Newton, golfer of one arm fame, of lost it in a helicopter fame. But Jack Newton, former golfer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll pay that. Um, 
can't think of anyone else really of any like of some fame fame mm, neither can I no so that's about it um, I'm sure there's more I feel like we got the best one out of the way I think we got the best one out of the way shout out to the hitman um, and shout out to fucking Jim Molan well, Jim Mullen, Aaron Mullen, you are – we are not accusing you of being racist. I think that's an unfair brush to be tarred with. Uh, but, again, I don't know. So, if there's something I'm missing, other than that gaff or that fucking stupid thing you said, which, you know, I know Dio Dave's over there fucking crying Pauline Hansen on this lady, but I feel like that's potentially a little extreme. Uh, if I was to take any political standpoint, which I try not to, because that's not what this show's about, but Eddie and Dave often do, because when do I? Eddie is right, Dave is left. I'm in the middle. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't say I'm left. I wouldn't say I'm either. I was cruise. Yeah, down the middle. In fact, sometimes I. You know what? Oh, you know what? So I, I'm probably on some things. I'm probably right, and on and the some other things, I'm, I'm probably left. I think that's exactly how I am. You know what I mean? It's better like Dave's. Like some things, I'm left, and some things, I'm really left. Yeah. <laughs> and some people, and sometimes when he wants to be right, he's left. The the left in him stops him. Yeah, like there'd be there'd be certain there'd be th- there'd be policies where he'd be right on, yeah. and he's like, you know, what? some of them are just I, logical. Yeah, because some then, are logic exactly and then right. He'd be just like, no, but I can't. No, I can't. This this because I was old Mel. Well, because this right guy said it. But again, this sounds like I'm pro right. I'm pro everything. I'm pro the smartest, smartest, hardest workers in the room, like the Rock. Yeah, I'm pro choice. I'm pro- definitely pro choice. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Utter drool. Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave. This dribble is mainly aimed at you, Tom. Great. Um, mate, just a bit of advice for you, mate. Just chill the fuck out, mate. <laughs> if you're going to a UFC event, don't sit in front of the TV. Fuck, is this guy two weeks late? Fucking move out of the way. If someone says move out of the way, move out of the way. If someone says fuck you, cunt, you bash him. <laughs> Get up and you bash him. Yeah, okay. If they've got spaces, that's even more reason to bash him. But... And the man makes a point. He does. You just need to fucking chill out, mate. I don't... I mean... Okay. Shout out to my. Hey, I fucking oh. forgot what I was going to say. Eddie, <laughs> I like you, mate. You seem like a real cool cat. Be or Dave, very fucking strange dude, but I like you. Okay, so this is hey, a fucking mate. drive-by on me. Likes you two. Oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, look, I, I don't know where that went. Thanks know. for calling me a cool cat. That yeah. was great. Yeah. I no. wanted to shout out my my sister's ex-boyfriend from Dubbo. Don't know how we got on to him last night. We had lunch yesterday, me and my sister, and she got up photos of him. The biggest spaces you've ever seen. Spaces post-breakup? No, well, spaces... Was she with him while he had spaces? No, no. They went out for like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. But the man is spaced within an inch of his life. Really? Re- really tasteful and elegant spaces. Well, a couple of people with spaces, some dribblers who have spaces reached out to us <laughs> after we made a point of spaces. Um, and the guy, the guy, he sent me a photo of himself with spaces and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude. How you going? I'm like, how do you get rid of those? He's like, surgery, bro. There's no, like, you got to chop them off 
and then like sew it together and try and like refashion earlobes. It's like you just fuck your head completely. So, you know, space is at your own peril. Um, shout out. What was that guy's name, Eddie? Do you remember his name? Do we shout him out? Um, no, I don't remember it. No. Well, shout out to that guy with Spaces who dated your sister 10 years ago. And to all with Spaces. It's not, it's not a value judgment on you as a person, but it's a tough thing to look at and your parents are probably disappointed. Bit late here, but Tex Hoy's father, Matt Hoy, was somewhat of a famous surfer. It'll do. It'll do. But yeah, Matt Hoy. I'll allow exactly, it. Uh, I'll allow it. Somewhat of a famous surfer doesn't exactly yeah. hit the dick hard. All right, moving on. See you, mate. Uh, hello, this is the dribbler of um, absolutely no name whatsoever. Um, just want to provide a bit of context to the David Campese yarn that you guys uh, spoke about in your previous podcast. Uh, I play footy in Sydney and I've been coached by David Campese for um, multiple skills sessions, in air quotes, that he comes and delivers. Uh, can confirm the reason that he doesn't get a look in for rugby contracts for coaching is because he is one of the worst coaches <laughs> of all time. He is the dictionary definition of good players aren't necessarily good coaches. Um, some of his rules, for example, were in uh, as a back, he would obviously run backs drills. Uh, you weren't allowed to throw the pass unless the player actually physically called for the ball. Oh, God. And you weren't allowed to throw spirals. <laughs> and you weren't allowed to throw cutout balls. Those were his Hands rules do it. everything that we did. It wasn't some weird specific warm-up drill in those scenarios. That was in literally every aspect of all the training that we did. So, um, yeah, good luck winning uh, games like that uh, in the 2021 2022 era of rugby might have worked in the 80s, but it does not work now. Um, also, maybe provide a bit of context around the sort of French rugby situation. Um, this might be a bit of a Dior, but uh, I believe that there is an 8% tax rate for international sports stars in French sport. Uh, that might be soccer and rugby and all the rest of it. I don't know. Again, Dior, but uh, 8% compared to the Australian 45% or whatever it is, is uh, pretty juicy. Uh, beer soon, DCA forever, Campo never. Bye bye. 8% tax rate is as juicy as juicy gets. That's fucking juicy. That's so juicy, dude. Maybe we should be based out of France. Yeah, we're a, we're a French. We're a French. This is a French podcast, podcast that you're listening to. Bonjour, sport. <laughs> Bonjour, Lusboot. Yeah. Welcome to Bonjour, sport. Uh, je m'appelle Tom. Je m'appelle Eddie. Go on. Uh, je m'appelle David. Oh, David, David, I want to fuck you, David. I want to fuck you. The reason I was laughing so hard is because on Saturday night, um, it was at the pub and I've got a friend who speaks French and I was in some argument with her and just started yelling at her and made up French words for like 10 minutes. What'd you say? How'd she go? Uh, she, not good. No, she wasn't happy with it? She wasn't happy. And, 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 Did you get a slap? And hearing back on... What I said, it didn't even sound remotely like French. Yeah, but you're having a crack. Now, I was having a good crack, and I threw some like French philosophers in there, their names, because they sound French. You were flirting. So I'm Dave. like, we flirt. Well, like flirting. she was like my best mate's missus. So okay. yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. That's very French of you, dude. Very, very French. French. Oh, Welcome oui, to Bonjour oui. Sport. Enchanté. <laughs> 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 je ne sais quoi. 
Uh, I don't know how you say home of unqualified opinion waving bars in French, but if you could find that out, Dave. No, no, no. Just get it up and get then put up. the mic to yeah, your yeah, computer. Yeah, put the mic to it. Welcome to Bonjour. Welcome to Hello Sport, home of unqualified opinion waving bias. All that in French, please. To, okay, the Can we get the audio of that as well? Yeah, play it? yeah, it does. Welcome yeah. to Hello Sport. The home, the home of unqualified of opinion. Unqualified opinion. He should know this. I know he should. I know I know this waving bias. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. Yep. Oh no, but it's going. We'll take it oh, out. No, quick. no, no, no. It'll work. No, because it's going into our headphones. Yeah, oh, yeah. sweet. Bienvenue dans Hello Sport, la maison des opinions sans réserve et des préjugés sans faille. Fuck no, that's that, it. That was convoluted. I can repeat that if you'd Bienvenue, like. Bienvenue, yeah, yeah. Bienvenue dans Hello Sport, la maison des opinions sans réserve et des préjugés sans faille. Do you speak French? No. He just fucking, he just accented that up. That was good. That See, was that's why sick. I thought I had the kind of. I would not be able to, to do yell that. At someone in French, which I don't speak the language. Because I think I can sound. So French. it's not bonjour sport, though. It's bienvenue. Bienvenue, which is like welcome. I think bonjour might just mean good day or hello. Well, that's more our speed. I think we changed bienvenue to bonjour sport because that's funnier. Bonjour le sport. Well, uh, I, actually, if I say hello to hello sport, so we actually should be called Bonjour Sport. Yeah. So would you say Bonjour Le Bonjour Sport? Or you say Bienvenue Le Bonjour Sport? No, it's just Hello Sport. But then you'd be saying Hello to Hello Sport. Ah, uh, you know I mean? uh, got ya. So we should be called Bonjour Sport. And so it's Bienvenue Le Bonjour Sport. Oui. Oui, oui. Fucking, all right. Uh, don't know how we got here. <laughs> yeah, tax rates, Campo. Tax rates, Campo. Campo can't coach. Don't spiral past. Let's move on. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck me. Hey, boys. Uh, it's Sally here again. Uh, I just wanted to know what your favorite uh, scheme of tickets is for a meat raffle. Uh, are you a ten dollars for tickets guy? Do you want more value? Do you want like twenty tickets for ten bucks? Uh, and what are the rules regarding a meat raffle? Thank you. Look, I, I haven't entered into a shitload of meat raffles. I'll tell you what I did used to do, because that question's kind of weird. What I used to do when I used to work at the Royal Hotel in Paddington, previous owners, so they can't sue me, I assume. The meat raffle would be every Tuesday whenever it was, and um, the person would either be too shit-faced and forget that I had their meat raffle, or sometimes we just wouldn't even raffle it off, and I'd just yoink. That meat's coming with me, baby. <laughs> and would you would you get through the whole tray? Well, you freeze it. Yeah. But certainly get through it. But I remember moving out of that Redfern house, Eddie, and I found like three frozen beef patties from fucking 2011. Or and something. you ate them. No, God, no. No, no, no. They uh, would have, but they weren't in good shape. <sighs> that house was fucking pretty wild. That was a wild house. I don't know what the fuck he meant by that. Are you saying that... Like, I guess purchasing habits around raffle tickets. Like, what's yeah, the way do you well, like, cause do you can buy because you can buy, like, a $10 ticket, which gets you more entries than a $1 ticket. So yeah. do you load up more on the 10s or the 1s or whatever? Do you just go know. hard or do you not? I give you what I've got in my wallet. Mm. If I've got, like, three bucks and that's how many... that's I'll be yeah. buying three bucks worth. If I... I mean, you're probably not going to get 50 bucks worth of tickets, are you? I'm probably not going to have 50 bucks in my wallet. 
Do you know what I mean? I don't carry. In fact, you're probably not getting anything because I carry no cash. No, yeah. yeah. And so is anyone, come to me. Is anyone really strategizing around how they're going to win it when it's a meat tray that's like winning? No, like probably maybe not. if it's an experience like a holiday to France or something. France, thank you, France. Thank you. Sorry, very much. Still, no, that's how I, I say it, bro. French. That's I how I say it. I don't know if I usually say it like that. Well, you can say good. France. You can't say dance or prance. Chance, chance. You can't chance. say it's all oh, fuck fucking results. Yeah. Um, look. Didn't get the question. Sure. On we go. I've stolen meat trays before. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. And and ham. Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers, you or Dave. <laughs> Stole plenty of ham. Yeah, uh, Ando Dribbler here of Group 16 Truck and Nut fame. Good man. Uh, just listened to this week's podcast. Good and for you. I'd heard a bit of um, rhetoric around uh, the prison biffs. And it reminded me, I was watching a show with the missus the other night on Netflix called World's Toughest Prisons. And the all this, but I think it was in Paraguay, Tankaboo Prison, something like that. There was a bloke called the Panther who was in there for, I don't know, aggravated robbery, good time, seven or eight years or something, in there. And he actually won a welterweight title of South America while in prison. Um, the fight was broadcast across the country. And, um, yeah, they used the match to promote prison rehab. And I think there was even members of parliament and all sorts of people attended the fight. Uh, it was only a few years ago, I think. You're all right. Uh, so just thinking if you're going to go down the prison biff path, that you'd have to get on board with that and work on, on um, the rehab side of things and show that that's how you can get blokes to reform their ways. Anyway, have a look into that. Cheers. Be soon. Fucking very interesting. I need a place like South America. Yeah, wow. Okay, so Richard Panther Moray had a promising start to his boxing career before he got involved with drugs and was locked up in 2012 for aggravated robbery. In a fight... <coughs> Jesus, <coughs> Dave. Sick. Yep. In a fight behind bars <laughs> last Friday... so bad, dude. <laughs> the 31-year-old knocked out Brazilian Carlos Santos de Jesus in the fir first round, okay? But so when was this, this was, fight? Yeah, yeah. This was in 2019, July 2019. So he was locked up in 2012. And so seven years into his sentence, he has this fight, knocks the guy out first round. And then on Thursday, about a, less than a week after he won the fight, a local court granted him conditional release from prison. And he was also ordered to coach boxing inmates at a prison in the Paraguayan capital as part of his community service. Right, but he won a welterweight title? He... Ooh... It doesn't say it Did was he win a, a title. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He earned the super welterweight title of South America. In prison. In prison. That's yep. crazy. I I mean, like, there is some there is something cool about the like weird double standard lawlessness in some countries where it's like, oh yeah, like he's fucking in there for whatever, but no, we're gonna allow him to fight for a title. Um but again, I like the idea of uh, you know, helping re prisoners rehab by yeah, yeah, letting yeah. them punch on. Hundred percent. I like that. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Really good sense. Let's move on. Fucking 50 nil is fucking sucks. <laughs> Take that as a comment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. 50 nil is indeed fucking sucks. That's, that's tough. That is tough. Hey, this is the Warriors day one dribbler. I'm just fresh off watching the war, uh, watching the Rabbitohs versus Storm. And concerning the rhetoric around uh, Benji Marshall putting nuts on blokes' chest, um, did the opposite happen to Benji today? Did did Olin 
did Josh Edokar, did Monster, did uh, Hughes, Bukake all over, Benji Marshall and the Rabbitohs. Uh, I think they did. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have anything other to say than that. Bukake soon. Oh, yeah. See you soon. See you, boys. Look, from where I was sitting, it was a Bukake. It was a complete Bukake party. Um, and the poor old Rabbitohs had to sit there and eat it up. Gobble it up. It's uh, look. Is it is it pretty? No, but sometimes that's the way it is. Rugby leagues aren't always pretty. And neither are Bukakis. No, but they happen, and fifty nil happen, and you just gotta you take your licks. Take your licks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's protein. It is. See the silver lining. Mm. It is funny seeing all the talk about. Oh, would Benji have been an immortal if he was playing at a good club? It's like, oh no, he still can't defend, and had six tries scored on his side of the. Well, Dave, I don't think like that mean and rude. It's no, I'm not. No, Benji, great attacking player, but there was a lot of talk last week, and then it all just dried up. That that immortal talks bullshit. But like, I think it was more about seeing what he can do with a good team. Mm. Um, I think, I think, I I think, blame Benji for fucking fifty nil. I think when Benji plays well, people feel good. Benji makes people feel good. Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of good energy and good vibe around Benji, yeah. mm. and people obviously th- saw him putting nut on chess, and they got a bit carried away, and they said he was an immortal. Yeah, but, but no one feels good when the storm wins. Does anyone was anyone really like being honestly saying that he was an immortal? No, if you were, you were dribbling, or you were hopped up on fucking Benji nut. Hopped up on Benji nut. I get it. We've all been hopped we've up all, on that. We've all been there. Let's move on. Tom, Eddie. Your debut tip rat turncoat. The sixth grade medically retired subby dribbler here, first time caller. Just sending out an are you okay beacon to the other P's and D's out there, like my lick self, who rocked the red and green. I will consume my licks graciously in its famous defeat, but let us have solace and warm Bundy rum infused comfort in the fact that DNC Doom is the floor that we will never fall to. Those dizzying lows are saved exclusively for those watery tarts. With that said, that performance last night was as cold as an under-dinner roll. But let us remember that water always finds its level. And if Xavier Coates doesn't sign that storm contract today, he is an absolute fucking melon. Anywho, beer soon. Queen's English always and Rabbitohs take your licks. I certainly have. Peru. Was that like a... Like, was that... It sounded like you said that in mm. somewhat of a eulogy and a soliloquy. It's a soliloquy is what a I was soliloquy, looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shakespearean. What's it a soliloquy? It, well, it's like the beat of, of sentences, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, you might think a haiku, a, like a limerick or something like limerick, that. Perhaps. Limerick is where it's like you know. Wasn't Shakespeare written with like four beats per no, fucking that's, sentence um, or something? Ambi ambionic pantam. Um, that's what I'm looking like for. A, that's how smart I am. Yeah, well, you're not that smart. Pentamid. <laughs> uh, uh, it's something. How about fucking D or Dave here with the Shakespearean? Well, dude, I'm, this is I, the sort of shit you looked uh, up when you're stoned, though. I am yeah, Pentamid. Actually, you know, I'll call you're you up on that because shit. this is the kind of shit you learn when you do four unit English for HSC, which is what I oh. did. So, That's how I know about it, bro. I am Big That is it. What I think you were That's thinking what I said. soliloquy. Which no, was, I meant ambient pentameter. What is a soliloquy and what is ambient pentameter? So a soliloquy is like, uh, it's basically like in a play when an actor would like turn away and just say something to himself. It's like a monologue. But okay, like, right. 
yeah, an yeah, internal yeah. monologue. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, iambic pentameter, pentameter here, it says, is a type of metric line used in traditional English poetry and verse drama. The term describes rhythm or meter established by the words in line. So yeah. it's like basically it just sounds nice because it yeah you know, yeah it has a, it has a, a beat to it a, yeah. a rhythm a rhythm an ambient, there's a rhythm to the word pentameter yeah. um, well done Eddie I think that is definitely what you meant uh, we'll take that one as a comment because yeah. he didn't ask any questions he basically mm. just felt like I don't know even what the fuck he said he I wouldn't talking, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what he said he said something about South getting fucked in if the you eye. like if you said I'll give you a billion dollars if you could tell me what he said I wouldn't be able to get it I'd go home poor. You yeah. go home the same. Mm. Well, he, that's a good poor. point. You go home the same. He mm. said something about... He's you go. Fuck it. He said something Just about... Just a billy. Yeah, exactly. Bundaberg dude. rum. Oh, no, that was what I wanted to say about that. We, um, you're going to say the same thing I'm about to Bundaberg say. Bundaberg won't always be king. Nah, let's Bundaberg, just say let's that. Let's say that. Bundaberg won't always no, be king. No, but I do want to hear from... If the there rum are, of choice. If there yeah. are any dribblers out there... Make it that way you will. ...who have tried... Because I've seen this advertised. I don't know if you guys have. The Bundaberg rum and creaming soda in a can... No, no. I want to hear from a dribbler who's tried that to well, see we how terrible it. it is. Fuck that. We piss test ourselves. That's but true. Also, all we're saying is if Dave can stop coughing for a second, is that Bundaberg will not always be the number one rum, rum in this. If you know what we're saying. Uh, hey, boys. It's the observant dribbler here. Um, oh shout out God. to all the punters and dribblers out there, except sleep dribbler. Go fuck yourself. Um, I wanted to bring up a point about Mitchell Pierce. Um, being a proud Knight supporter. I always find that Mitchell plays his best footy after a controversy. Um, but this year, you know, with his um, fallout of his engagement, he actually, um, he didn't play that well. Um, also, in addition, I just want to get your thoughts on what Chad Townsend offers the club. Has he gone to the Cowboys with the ultimate slideshow, full of star wipes and probably complicated by Avril Levine playing in the background of his slides. Um, Love Avril. That yeah. $700,000 a year contract because, man, no offence to Chad. Well, it's already hard enough as it is having a name like Chad. But, you know, you gotta you got to hand it to him. If he's managed to wool pull the Cowboys into thinking he's a marquee half, then that's a, that's a bloody good start. That's a bloody good five show. Um, shout out to all the P's and D's, but, yeah. Cheers. First and foremost, shout out to Scatterboy by Ava Levine. Yeah. Um, secondly, I think that Chad's got a bit of James Maloney about him in the way that he's sort of positioning himself as like a senior player that you can get into a system to yeah, sort of... Yeah, but with the greatest respect No, no, that's Chad. No, no, that's how he's positioning himself. Oh, okay. And that's how people are buying it. Maybe it's with the use of Star Wipes. I'm not really sure. That's how he's positioning, positioning himself. And with a good soundtrack, as like I said, to your, your PowerPoint. So like He comes he, in, he goes, do you remember James Maloney? And he goes, oh, of course. And then you click and he, next And then slide, he goes, like, bang, well, next slide. Well, you have to go and make things yeah. so complicated. frustrated. And all this time, and you call, and you call, and you great, and you great, and you turn. And all it's all it is is photos of him and Maloney win the premiership, and then it's like everyone gets positive affirmations and associations with Chad and with James Maloney, and everyone leaves the meeting thinking that Chad is indeed James Maloney, and that he's got the Midas touch, which James had and Chad doesn't. No, sorry. Does that does that explain your question? As to how Chad finds himself 
I in North you Queensland. Know, look, you play sport, then this is the this is the world you're in, right? People who don't know what the fuck they're talking about have opinions, and that's Eddie and I. And our opinion is, unfortunately, Chad, that you aren't a very good. You're not player. James Maloney. You're not James Maloney. Are you? If I was North Queensland fan, uh, which I'm not, obviously, manly till I die. Manly till I die. If I was a North Queensland fan and we signed Chad on whatever the fuck he was getting paid, which ain't cheap, wasn't nothing, I wouldn't be happy. If you put it this way, do the Cowboys win a comp with Chad Townsend as their halfback? No, they don't. No. Do Manly win a comp with Tommy T at fullback? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Do you see the difference? I hope you do. And just wanted to say one more thing on Manly that I didn't say fucking hours ago. That Olakawatu Beast. Fucking beast. Sibley. Sibley. Kepi. Fucking beasts. Kepi's charged out. Dude, Kepi's a fucking animal. What what I realised this year when we started was we were like, fuck, we got no depth. And then I realised we did. Des knew, Des saw that these players were all just coming on. They just needed another year of first grade. Kepi's a fucking animal. Olakawatu is a fucking animal. To simply animal, I'm just, I love Manly so much. Let's move on, though. Kurt from Charleville here of Chin Dribbler fame. Uh, just been watching two bulls go at it, Jared Warrior Hargraves and Regan Campbell Gillard. And it raised a question for me. What happens when two double-barreled names get married? Now, as you two are private school punters, I'm sure you'd know. Say so soon. Reach around sometime. Platform to Baradoo. I'm sometimes I'm surprised you're you don't have a double barreled last name. Well, just because. Well, because you're snooty. Yeah, but I'm not snooty, mate. My fucking my, you are. my old man. My old man like grew up in a fibro house in fucking DY. My mum. I'm not was, talking about. I'm talking about you. You're snooty. Me personally. Yes. Well, so what, I'm going to be born and change my last name to double barrel. When you came out being like prance and dance and shit, that would have been like you deserve a fucking double barrel. I certainly with you know my mum certainly has. Uh, Annabelle's not not snooty. Well, no, but she's certainly given me like one of the most uh, unnecessarily regal names for someone <laughs> that has no ties to regality <laughs> at all and certainly doesn't carry themselves in any way, shape or form, sadly. Do you have a middle name? Thomas William George Birmingham. William George. Yes. Yeah. That's two royals in there already. Yeah, bro. Thomas William, and William George Birmingham. Yep. Yep. Edward oh. Lloyd Simpson. Lloyd, not as regal, unfortunately. No. Mm. What are you? I'm David Aaron Bloom. Aaron Bloom. Mm. Aaron, a family name? Any? I actually don't know. And I think my parents wanted it you to don't be know. pronounced Aaron. You don't know what? You don't know why you have the the middle name Aaron. Not really. So it's Aaron. Well, it's A A R O N. Well, that's Aaron. Yeah. That's how you spell Aaron. But I think there was there might have been some South African thing where they call it Aaron. Like, is it Aaron? Tell you what, if we want to have a crack it's at A-A-R-O-N. If I we want to have Aaron. a crack at two N Glens, double A Aaron's are fucking <laughs> Just as fucking as guilty well. as me. Yeah, they are. They're taking the piss. Would you like if someone said do you spell Aaron, would your initial spelling be one A? No, I know how No, no, no. I know how to spell Aaron, but yeah, yeah. but let's let's call a fucking spade a spade. That's a waste of an A. It's a waste of an A, yeah, much like that. the double N Glen is madness as well. It's complete madness. Yeah. The, the only f- difference is you can see 
a pure gland spelt with one end. Yeah, but you do no... but obviously you see the double end work and sometimes the triple. Yeah. But you always just see a double, double ARNs, mm. which I've got a fucking bone to pick yeah. with those people. Yeah. Well, not with those people, but with the with original Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. The with original Aaron has got his patient he, zero. He well, patient zero must have won an A. Mm. Who must have won an A? Who did he win it off? I don't know. Is there a name missing an A that probably needed one? Very well. That could be. Well, okay. There was. So Aaron, (laughs) Aaron is a biblical name. He was a prophet, um, elder brother of Moses in the Abrahamic. So did he maybe take an A off Moses in the backyard? Is is Moses supposed to have an A in it? M O A S E S. No one would know that. I mean, if you go back and look for You can't tell me that Aaron, the original, the bloke you're describing, didn't steal a fucking A off someone. He definitely did. And potentially off Moses. I'm not ruling Moses out. And I mean, who knows? It's either MOA or it was a Moses. Maybe he had an A at the start. And considering he was probably the first Moses, no one would have known after that. No one knew that he was actually called a a Moses. Yeah. Or Mo, M-O-A, I think that... Well, that M-O-A, works. potentially, but I'm saying yeah. it's M-O-A works, but maybe it was a Moses. A Moses. Know? Yeah. Look, dude, I mean, fuck. If anyone can tell us who Aaron stole his A off, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Anyone I'm not sold that it was Moses. No, well, I mean, I am more sold on it than I thought I should be. Because I'm trying to... I was thinking about, like, other letters that use O and S without an A, and I found doses. Like dose, like a dose of something. I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine o'clock. Hey Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the Steed and Dribblet here. Uh, boys, I'm just calling to address a dribble that was left for me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you may recall the kicking tea dribbler reciting a lovely poem for a dribblet that messaged him on hinge. Oh, shit. Uh, So that was me. I'm very flattered. I'm uh, still waiting on a reply in the app, but, you know, I know talking to girls can be a bit scary. So in the spirit of things, I've written a poem as well. Oh, my God. KTD, can you hear my heart beating? What's a kicking tea without its steed and... Wow. You can take me to the park. We can dribble till it's dark. Discuss any topic from super teas to the Steeden telescopic. You can tell me of the greats and I'll listen with glee. And afterwards you can show me what you can do with a tea. <laughs> and when the wedding comes around, we'll make it extravagant. Maybe the boys can DM Daryl Halligan and ask if he'll be our celebrant. But for now, let's see where yeah, this thing do. goes, because maybe it will last. So perhaps you could just message me back rather than calling into the podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your time, boys. And uh, bid soon. Oh, love that. Holy shit. I thought she had a great voice, just she personally. Did. Yeah, lovely sounding voice. Really um, liked the cut of her jib. I, I think. Steeden Driblet. I think she sounds like a special woman. She does. I, mean, I tell the, you what, that, that, that just is, again, whilst I was in the midst of hearing that, sometimes you have the moments where you just go like, what the fuck is, what have we created? Who, what, the people that we've brought together, I love you all so goddamn much. And uh, to the Steed and Dribblet <laughs> and to the Kicking Tea Dribbler. 
Is that um, a more perfect match? I know, dude. Really? The Steen dribbler. I want to know dribbler. why the kicking tee dribbler hasn't replied because yeah, she sounds dude. wonderful. She does, and mm. she said she responded, dude, and you haven't. So he also, she also said that she wants to see what you can do with the tee in like a really sexual way. That I thought was look. Great. I think there was some. I think there's certainly. If there wasn't chemistry there, there, then I'm not here. There's definitely chemistry there. Kicking tee dribbler, the Steen dribbler. I mean, I love Daryl Halligan's involvement in some way. Whether he's the celebrant himself, whether he's, you know, who knows. But kicking to dribbler, the ball's in your court, you little pussy. Yeah, yes, mate, seriously. Fuck, be better. Yep. And if he doesn't come back, Steve and dribblet. Keep us posted, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we all as you punters and dribblers. D-, D or Dave? Oh, shit. Well, I'd obviously give KTD, you know, first choice. It was, it was his hinge match, but, yes. you know. If she's in the market for a dribbler, she does know where to find me. Well, if that's, let's spread that a little, let net a little wider. If anyone else, if there are any dribblets out there that feel like, you know, maybe a date with D or Dave is something you'd be interested in, I think that it's obviously with Dave's permission. With actually, no. We'd more than happily help to facilitate that. I'm sure Dave would as well. We'll say Tom this. and I also have strong sort of connection with Dior and we want yeah. only the best for we him. We want the best for there him. There is, a, so, you know, with that in mind, there's a chance that we'd come along and just sit a couple of booths back just to you make sure what? it all went you swimming. Know you know, I keep an eye on Dior. Put it this way. And this, I think, goes to the kicking tee dribblet. Uh, sorry, the, the Steeden dribblet and the kicking tee dribblet. If you two, you know, decide you want to get together and you want to go out on a date, Eddie, I think that we would happily... <laughs> Be chaperones. No, I think we'd happily foot the bill. We send them somewhere for dinner. I would for the bill, yeah. We send them somewhere for dinner. They obviously have to film a little bit for us. We have to be able to get some fucking... And then they need to go to the park with a kicking tape. Like, and then they have to go. They yeah. have to finish the date, have slot in a couple of goals. <laughs> Field goals, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd pay for it. We'd fucking pay for that. Nothing too ritzy, but nothing too... Pablo. No, no, no. Well, like we'll work out where you are. Halfway where based, we'll find a nice, we'll find a nice romantic place. Yeah, like a steakhouse. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, hogs breath. Hogs breath. We'll if there's a hogs breath. That's hogs where you go. In your town, then that's where you go. That's. We'll <laughs> if you've you, got a hogs breath, we'll you, you are there. Anywhere, but if there is a hogs breath in your town, then that's where you're going. Um, but also, uh, dribblets reach out for D or Dave Love, and yep. we'll um, we'll make that happen. Hundred percent. We might send you guys to dinner as well. Promise I won't cough when we're on a date. Yeah, get I'd send you. I'd send you to dinner. Yeah, I would if you get your lungs. Hundred percent. Yeah. If Thanks. you fix your lungs, we'll send you mm. to dinner. Cheers. Has to be kosher though. That's fine. That's we can fine. make that we happen. We can do that. It doesn't. Just for the <laughs> yeah. Don't don't fucking yeah, don't no, make I'm it difficult, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. That was fantastic. Save that. Uh, g'day, boys. It's the double cough cramp dribbler here of the lunch break run conglomerate. Firstly, I'd just like to say. Shout out to the Messiah, Mr. Thursday Night. Oh, Captain, my captain, uh, Mr. Tom at Birmingham. Thank you for that. You are welcome, sir. Um, after a famous Reds win, famous Reds win, just here thinking about how the Brummies shut the bed. And I just wanted to know if there was a bigger bed shit in history. Um, let me know your response. Cheers, boys. See you soon. Uh, the biggest bed shit in history. Uh, off the top of my the head, Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl a few years ago, giving up a 28-3 lead against huge. the Patriots. Yeah. There's a guy who Dave will Google for me because that's his fucking job, <laughs> <laughs> who I think had a four-shot lead 
Maybe maybe it was three shot lead on the eighteenth hole of the British Open. He was a French man. I think it was nineteen ninety nine, if my memory serves me. He proceeded to have one of the great shockers of all time, to the point where he like hit his ball in the water and was down there. The ball was submerged by like a meter, and he was down there with his shoes off and his pants rolled out trying to hit the ball. Like he fucking melted down in front of millions around the world Jesus with God. a sh- with a sh- with like an un- unassailable lead and he blew it and he lost that i couldn't handle it's that. the greatest bed shit of all time yep. and i mean greg norman's fucked a couple as well no nah, this was bigger mm. so jean van de veld yeah um 1999 you were right leading by three strokes on the 18th look at me i'm a fucking savant on the 18th yes bro he, he needed a double bogey to claim the title um he hit the grandstand. Um, uh, he went into the water. Um, so what? I, I what can't really tournament? The, the, the British some, Open. These oh, some golf terms. The maybe. original one, bro. Like the tournament to Did win. Did he ever win one afterwards? No, he didn't. Oh, punters and dribblers, go and go and watch. <laughs> what's his name, Dave? Jean Van Der Velde. Go and watch his meltdown on YouTube. It's fucking brilliant. And the <laughs> and the English commentators are so good. Like one of the guy goes, "Oh, this is getting ridiculous now. <laughs> oh, this is getting ridiculous." Someone go and get him and pour him a big glass of scotch. I mean, he's oh, lost no. his mind. Oh, fucking no. funny. Golf is so cool. And they he went back. They sent him back. They actually sent him back years later to see if he could fucking get a like he could have won it with a putter, and he did. Like well, he got a he, he got a double bogey with a putter. Yeah, well, it says here that oh my God, he bro. so he hit a driver off the tee, which he shouldn't have. He should have hit a fucking fire yeah. line. Yeah, they're saying he could have just like played it calmly and yeah. got like par or one over and got it. So he played a driver off the tee, hit it into the grandstands, and then hit a two iron from the grandstand to try and get it straight onto the green instead of just getting it back onto the fairway. Mm. And then duffed it into the water. It was a nightmare. Oh my god! That makes anyway, sense. he ended up. I, I there's a. There's a bit missing. He he got a triple bogey and forced a playoff and lost the playoff. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like the biggest bet shit of all time. It's okay. fucking great viewing. Nothing will beat it. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah, g'day boys. Calamity dribble here. G'day to the punters, the dribblers, Tom Eddie and Dior. Um, backtracking a week or two. Um, Boneyard. You can't really go past me, Sharkies. Tolman. Woods, um, Moylan, Dugan, Chambers, and these are guys that run around the park at the moment. Come on. Let's think about the past. We've also got Johns of Matthew fame. Mate, the Baneyard is the Shire. We come here to retire. Very busy. Cronulla certainly does have some Boneyard vibes about it of late. I can get around that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. They do have some... Bite, I'm know, not going to disagree with you that. You can't. You, you put cold, hard facts on the table, Eddie. When you put hard facts out there, what the fuck do you want us to do? You can't argue with hard facts. Too hard. Too factual. <laughs> <laughs> Is that us? I think that's us for this week, guys. We're done. Thanks for listening. Uh, Eddie, did you have a hat update? Um, if you haven't got your hat, and you should have, reach out. If you haven't got your hat and you should have reached out, there's still a couple out there. Australia Post doing their best to fuck a couple of needy punters and dribblers. Um, I think that's it, though. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to everyone for support. Like, subscribe, five stars. Uh, about even on YouTube. And that's it. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>